Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia, points north, south, east, and west. You are listening to Beamich and Finley Live on 106.7 The Fan. He's an NFL legend. Good morning, Brian. How do you do? I'm good, brother. How you feeling, man? Uh, I'm good. I, I have to work from home today. We got some stuff going on at the house that I needed to be here for. Um, but, B, I, I wanted to start with something of a, of a more serious note here. Um, I'm guessing you've seen this now via social media. Um, Mike Sellers is certainly a fan favorite in D.C. Yeah. Um, you know, Made some Pro Bowls playing with the Skins in the mid-2000s there. Uh, tight end, wide receiver, just a monster of a dude. 6'3", 270 is what he's listed at. Mm-hmm. Um, had some really good years with those Joe Gibbs, Portis, Cooley, Santana teams. Um, and Mike Sellers is sick and not doing great. And the family's asked for support where they can get it. Um and I just wanted – I tweeted that out last night. I had heard about this kind of last week and um, didn't want to do anything until the family decided to go public with mm-hmm. it. But certainly, you know, if if you're able to help, consider it. Yes. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to get that out there. I'm sure you know Mike well, B, and, and you know, it, it, it's a tough thing to see. Yeah, it is. And um, I was uh, just talking to some guys, with a group of guys uh, – you know, London and Portis and my, um, you know, Eddie Mason were on the call, Tim and uh, Tim Hightower, where, you know, a lot of guys are coming together to try to do something. Uh, and also mm-hmm. the team, I think, is working on doing stuff. So this is a, a situation where we we understand how people look at athletes. Like you said it before, everybody don't make a million dollars. And Mike definitely played in the day right. when he wasn't making all the money that the guys are making today. And whenever somebody is in need – one thing I have known, and I, I'm noticing even more with this team, and since Tim has come around, people are coming together, galvanizing, trying to make sure they can help people out. And, you know, the, the, the ask is not major. If you can, like you said, do so. If you can't, prayers. You know, that, that's what it'll take. But the ultimate thing is uh, we have a, a brother who's hurting, who's uh, in a situation where he's had nine procedures already, heart procedures, and he needs two more. Uh, I think they were on their way to one this morning. So when you start to see things like that, you you you, you don't worry about what is, you know, how, why, this, that, and the other. You just try to you want to help, and uh, if you just have to drop on your knees or just look look in the sky and say a prayer, that's fine. But if you can donate something, they have a GoFundMe account. I just posted it on uh, Twitter. Uh, if they they got that out there, so if you want if you want to help and you can do so, if you can't, we'll take prayers. 
Right. There, there is zero pressure coming from us. Totally. I just – I want people to be aware – and if you're aware and you're able, that's something, you know, you can do. Yeah. Um, like my, and certainly. My, my as, daughter was coaching. That was not coaching. She was down at IMG when Mike was coaching it. He took care yeah, of her. Yeah, she was doing PR, right? You know, yeah, he was like her, right. he was like her uncle. So I'm always trying to support things like that. One thing, this, this, this NFL family, this brotherhood, this fraternity is thicker than people think. Yeah, you go out there and you, you play as hard as you can against somebody. But you all, like I always say this, and I hope, I hope people understand, they're human beings first, okay? Yes, they look like some barbarians, some some titans out there, but they are human beings first. They deal with the same issues that everybody else out there deals with. Totally. And um, you know what? For once, B, I'm not even going to address the dumb stuff that I see. Um we're just going to ignore that and, and, and wish the best for all those involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if there's, you know, whatever we can do, we will, uh, we will help with. Yep. Um, there you go. All right, let, let's kind of get into the day's events and, and last night's events. Um, there, there's plenty for us to discuss from an NFL standpoint, but I, I, I did I have one event I want to discuss without you going to the NFL, though. I don't know what Landfield okay. knew, <laughs> but – Creighton destroyed. Landville was on that one. Creighton destroyed UConn, dog. God, Creighton. Well done, Landini. <laughs> that was an ass whipping right there. Dog. I'm telling you, Creighton. Whenever I bet on Creighton, you should. Creighton's you should, your uh, squad. Yeah, they're my they're my squad. That's true. Woo. You did. You bet. You bet on Creighton against Georgetown, and then you bet on Creighton against UConn, right? That's correct. Two and zero, oh. two and zero oh as as far as Creighton goes. Good for you. Um, so I wanted to briefly touch on my Terps, which I know Landfill is going to be thrilled about. Um, they played last night on Peacock, which was I, I feel like that's this is the first college basketball game I've watched on Peacock. I kind of like some of the graphics and stuff, um, you know, but I watched on my computer. It's just a different vibe. Um, but that said. I feel like Maryland's playing a lot better basketball now, but it's just too little too late, and they're kind of cooked. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to say, I mean, they're 14 and 13 and 6 and 10 in the Big Ten. Like, you ain't, there's not going to be a postseason out barring some miracle run in the tournament, in the conference tournament. Uh-huh. Um, I'd love to say, Brian, that they're building towards next year because they're going to lose Jameer Young, but there's some young players. I feel like Harris Smith's starting to play a lot better. That was a recruit that was a, a big name with a lot of excitement. But but B in the era of NIL yeah. and and the the transfer portal, is there really any building towards next year anymore? Not necessarily because like guys, if they don't see what they like, they gone. So but the thing of it, like, you know, my daughter graduated from Maryland. I love Maryland. But Maryland has had this mindset that well, we're not gonna do what everybody else is doing. Well, you're not gonna compete like you're supposed to compete then. Because let's be real, the best schools out there are doing what everybody else is doing now. You know, you can't just throw it out there anymore. We're an academic school. You might be an academic school, but you know what puts a lot of damn money in your uh, in your cupboards? <laughs> Athletics. Yeah. And if you're not getting the best athletes, you're going to have problems. Because you know what? You remember, I, I thought Georgetown, I told you this before. I thought Georgetown was an HBCU. Okay. Did not know that when I was growing up in Louisiana, I did not know that Georgetown was the the prestigious uh, uh, um, academic school that they are. You know why? Because 
All I saw was basketball and brothers. And then you get here, you Patrick find out who they are. And guess Sleepy what? Floyd. They they had they had no issue getting students to come to Georgetown when the athletics was win- when they were winning a lot, right? When you don't win a yeah, lot, well, it's well find documented. Other- yes, right. people find other schools that win a lot. But South Carolina, my buddy's daughter go there. Why she went there? Because athletics. We our buddy Drew, his daughter went to Alabama. Why? Because they got great athletics. Yeah, they got good school too. But they want to have something to cheer for. You don't run around with 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 roll tide on your chest because you graduated graduated in psychology. You go because your team won a national right. championship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think you got to right. catch up on that and understand if you are not playing the game that everybody else is playing, you're not going to be able to compete. Well, there's a uh, I I've read studies and like long articles about how applications to colleges spike as the team has success between football and basketball. Um, I mean, it's like a known fact that research shows a connection between the success of a college football or basketball team and a spike in admissions to the school. It's known as the Flutie effect from when Doug Flutie kind of put Boston College on that national scale back in the 80s. Right, when he threw that Hail Mary against Miami or whatever. Um, and, and And there's no, like, direct correlation between admissions and academics, but the more people you have applying, the more selective you can be about who gets in. It's, there not, you that, go. it's no. not that hard to figure out. I know the Raging um, Cages had a lot of people when I was there, Jay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably did be. Hey, um, bro, listen. The fact that that dude came up to us at Louis Armstrong Park and brought up your game against Arkansas State from 27 <laughs> years earlier was pretty eye-opening to me. Hey, I'll say this. I, I, I was I want astounded. people to understand, you know why – the guy who owns the technology company donates a hundred million dollars to a school because the academic, uh, the, the athletic department has got some notoriety and they're doing some great things. That that happens all the time. You know, T. Boone Pickens didn't play football at uh at Oklahoma State. T. Boone Pickens made his money doing something else. But you know what T. Boone Pickens does? He donates millions upon millions, hundreds of millions to Oklahoma State. Because of the athletics, not because somebody graduated uh, summa cum laude in, uh, in math. Let's be real. And I'm not trying to dismiss right. it, but yeah. I, I, I despise those who want to dismiss, dismiss academics. Because you know what they do? I mean, athletics. They take a lot of athletic money and build a- academic buildings and pay academic people. But you sit up there and act as if athletics does not count. That's BS on top of BS. I, shout out to T Boone. I believe he passed away, um, but he spent a lot well, of money. He, at Oakland believe State. me, he but has, B, I'm totally he with has you. A, he has a uh, fund made to continue uh, donating. Now, I guarantee you. Right, and and I've known enough of the coaches and the people involved in the Maryland program over the years that they continue to deal with, like whatever you want to say that Maryland basketball program is or should be. I mean, the true blue bloods, right? Kentucky, Carolina, uh-huh. Duke. Kansas, like they're 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 at least one tier, if not two tiers, below that. Like I I don't have uh, misconceptions, but there's Maryland fans operate with an with a level of kind of expectations that they don't match in like attendance and support, and now NIL money, and and I don't know how that all evens out. I do know though, B, and what's crazy is. 
I love where Loxley has the football program. Yeah. They're, they're, they're really competitive. They're going to bowl games every year. Like, I'd like – and maybe it is Willard, and this is just a down year because he had a really good first year. But, like, when – let's not pretend that when Gary was there, people weren't paying college athletes. It wasn't NIL, but people were getting paid. But, but see, Gary didn't do it, but and see, they were Gary, super competitive all the time. Gary, just like Loxley. We were at the Super Bowl. Loxley is around pushing different things. He's still pushing Maryland, but he's pushing the Minority Coaches Association, all those different things. Yep. But you have to have a coach who is willing to put in the work. I sent you something last night from Mike Tomlin. Did you see it? Yeah, I love that. So Yeah. I responded. You didn't see my response? I hadn't seen I hadn't looked yet. But I'm saying coaches right. today, you may not have the same things that other people have at their schools. Your school may not do some of the things, but you better be willing to put in the damn work. Gary put in the work. You know, when I saw that man sweating through yeah. his damn jacket, his suit jacket, I say, this dude here is putting into it. He's getting into it. I watched Locks do all kinds of stuff. You can see you can still have some level of success. But you need support. Like, we talk about this football team looking for a quarterback. We need support from the whole franchise, GM, everybody all the way up, and everybody all around the building. You need the same thing when you're dealing with stuff in college sports. You got to have your school that's working with you, not in a sense like making your job even tougher. I, I'm totally with you. I'm totally. I paid with them one hundred and sixty-eight thousand um, dollars. They got money to pay people to take care of stuff. That's how much I paid. I like Maryland. that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, in much brighter news, last night, the Caps not only won a game, they they kicked, kicked ass. the Devils' ass. Hey, I told and you. Ovi had two goals. Ovi had two, and, and uh, was it McMichael? He had two as well, right? Yeah, McMichael looked great. Ovi looked great. Um, where is Ovi now in the in the hunt? I, I mean, he's eight thirty eight. Did I see that? Uh, I didn't. I don't, you know, as, I don't know the exact number. Yeah, he's it. Um, I'm I'm googling that. All right, Gretzky as. Man, right, we got so. JP. Uh, he's uh. Having a little technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to make sure we get him reconnected. Get him back on here, and uh, we'll figure this thing out. But you know what? Caps did play well last night. Uh, I was kind of feeling good. They were playing against the Devils. Uh, I took them to play. I did not expect a 6-2 win. Uh, Obi came out 6-2, I think it was. Yep. Obi scored two. McMichael scored two. Uh, we had the other two kicked in there. But you know what? They played very good hockey. What I like from that is still you got your old dog still going out there leading the way, and there are a lot of young guys starting to play a lot better hockey, you know. And I think that's the thing. We knew that this team would struggle some this year, and and all. But you know what? These these young guys are getting experience, and what I've always felt that you get experience by playing. You don't get experience by sitting on a bench. People always say, "Well, you get the guy and let him sit behind somebody for a year or two. He'll be great when he get." No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers was great when he walked into Green Bay. When he got a chance to play, you just saw he was great. Pat Mahomes was great when they drafted him. The first game he played, he had over 300 yards passing when he was in Kansas City. Now we're seeing. But we can't expect everybody to sit down. Some guys do not learn sitting down. You may see somebody doing some exceptional things out there. But you know what? They're doing it. You're not. The speed of hockey 
the speed of football, basketball, any other sport out there is way faster when you're in it. And if you go out there and you are playing at the level you played at in college, you realize that I better pick it up or I'm going to get left behind. And I think that's what happens. So I'm looking at this young hockey team here with the Caps, and I, I still like the fact that Ovi can still get it done. You know, uh, everybody said, well, you know, he could be fought. No, he doesn't have the firepower he had around him all these years. Nicholas Backstrom, who's there, who makes things automatic for him per se, is not there anymore. He had to relearn some guys. But you know what? They're starting to get it now. And we're going to just keep pulling, and we're going to hope that next year things are going to change just a little bit. So we're going to take a break here. We're going to take a break when we get back. We'll have JP back. Landfill's going to work his magic, get everything right. Or Jeff's going to go find that there's a cord on the uh, speaker thing again and get everything right. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, six, seven, the fan. Hopefully you're hearing me loud and clear now. We got you. Um, Got a text from a friend of the program. Uh, we talked about Mike Sellers this morning, who's, who's dealing with some serious health trouble, some heart trouble. Um, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily have social media or, or Twitter is such an instantaneous thing. And, and certainly Instagram stories are kind of fleeting over a 24-hour period. And so a, a friend of ours, a, a, a mutual friend, sent a text. Hey, thank you guys for bringing up about Mike Sellers. Uh, a lot of us don't have social media and appreciate it. Apparently, since we talked about Mike at the beginning of the show and the family's GoFundMe, um, an additional $3,500 has been raised. Um, and I, I want to shout some folks out. Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm going to assume that Liddell Betts that just donated 1000 bucks, is the Liddell Betts that was a running back here for yes, Redskins he is. for so long. And uh, I, I, I see Tailgate Ted on there. Um, I'm going to, so I, I see a lot of folks on there. Um, there's another thousand dollar donation from I, I, Keona Luez. I hope I said that right. But, um, the, the information is there. Um, I'm going to post it to my Facebook because that might be a good way to disseminate this information. Listen, if you can't donate or you don't want to, that's fine. But if you can, even if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, uh, um, it, it goes a long way. And, it does. uh, Hopefully, folks are recognize that. Um, all right, let's get into kind of the bread and butter here, B. Yeah. Um, we're listen. Next week, we're all going to Indy. Indy is where the deals start to get made. That's just reality. Agents are there, GMs are there. Everybody's talking. Everybody's trying to figure out what comes next, right? Oh yeah. Um, and, and so what's going to start happening is folks are going to start getting cut. There's there's 
There's going to be some releases. There's going to be some surprise folks on the cut list. I, I mean, frankly, in Washington, this is going to happen too. I don't know that there'll be that many surprises. When a team goes 4-13, and 13, you shouldn't be surprised about much when it comes to overhauling it. You are 100% it. right. Um, now, like, with, for Washington specifically, if you look at veteran players with big paychecks and no guaranteed money is typically where you see releases. Um, I'm just on overthecap.com. I'm not doing anything special here. The top two cap numbers for Washington are McLaurin and Payne. Both also have significant guarantees. Those two guys aren't going anywhere. No. Um, the next two are John Allen and Charles Leno. Um, John Allen has a $21 million cap number with no guarantees. I think John stays here. I won't be stunned if they try to work out a contract deal, but I'm not expecting John to go anywhere. Um, I'm with you on that. Leno, I think, will be interesting. Um, veteran left tackle, no no guaranteed money on that deal. Um, the cap savings could be pretty significant. And, and I think you're probably just looking to get younger at the position. Um, I, I like Charles. He's a good dude. But, you know, I think he certainly understands the business of football. Um, one that I'm curious about, B, yeah. their next highest cap figure. And it shows you they don't have a lot. It shows you why they have so much money available. Because their next highest cap, they only have four guys with how many digits is that? With eight figure cap numbers. Mm-hmm. So their next highest is Andrew Wiley, who comes in at nine point four mil um, on the cap, but he's got two and a half guaranteed. And I know that people want to say you got to overhaul everything with that offensive line, but you still need some offensive linemen. Yeah. I, I I kind of expect Wiley to stick around. I'm curious what you think. Well, I mean, I I, I say this. Two and a half million is a lot of money to most people listening. It's not a lot of money to win if, if to the, the people that are running this football team. When you start thinking about the the level of play, I, I think if uh, he plays better or shows better, yes. If not, you can make that move. Yeah, I, and one B. The reality is, you can also make moves. After OTAs and minicamp. There you go. Like during, That's what I mean. During, if he shows yeah. better and you feel good, yes. But they have they listen, they have a lot of uh wiggle room to be able to work some things out. And it could take that cap number that says seventy seven million, they could take that up if they really want to. Sure. So um Logan Thomas, no guaranteed money, has an eight million dollar uh cap number. Um Curious what happens there. Nick Gates is similar to Wiley where he still has guaranteed money, um, but it's not a ton of guaranteed money. But, it, again, you're going to have to keep some people. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just you're starting from scratch, which isn't really how the NFL operates. Um, Jamin, they're keeping. Jahan, they're keeping. I don't even want to suggest this because he's a national treasure, and I feel like I'll upset Landfill. Tress doesn't have guaranteed money left on his deal. Yeah, but Tress is still top two in a the league. A valuable weapon. Yeah. I <laughs> so agree. you you might want to redo his deal or work it out if you can. If his number is something that you feel you can do an extension and bring it down some, you do that. He's not he's not falling off. Right, and I mean I think we didn't really get a fair year of Tress because Cheese was just so bad this past season. 
Yep. Um, but yeah, I I don't think there's any significant changes coming there. I think, you know, look at the folks that played along the line: Leno, Wiley, Thomas, Gates. Maybe something changes there, but they have so much space. It's not like they're locked up against it that they need to do something. Mm-hmm. But when you zoom out and look around the league, B, things get interesting. There's some folks around the league that are going uh, that are on the team right now, and you know they're playing well. They're gonna be gone. I've been listening to a lot of stuff where. Mike Evans, who's been what seven, eight thousand yard season in a row, yeah. He he tell, he basically told I'm gonna wait and see what y'all do with Baker, uh, uh, Keenan Allen. That that's uh, rumors that he may be released. I mean, well, dude, the, the Chargers have trouble here. Yeah, they, like either Mike Williams or Keenan Allen has to go. Somebody basically. So and, um, and that's the thing about it, like like I I I know why quarterbacks get paid, but when they came up with this little this percentage chart and say the quarterback had to get a certain amount of the money, that screwed up a lot of football teams. Because let, let's be real, there are not many football teams out there where your quarterback is the best player on your team. <laughs> let's be real. So I can understand teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, yes. Some of these other teams, your quarterback should not be making nowhere close to the most money. Well, dude, what's crazy about the Chargers, who really bottomed out this past year, and, and I think – you and I agree, B, they had a real coaching problem. Yes. I mean, they went, they went, they only won a game more than Washington. They went 5-12. and 12. You go 5-12, and 12, everything's on the table. I, I, I keep hammering that because I want, I want fans to understand, like, any, anything that happens with Washington over the next couple weeks, months, don't be upset. They went 4-13. and 13. When, you, when you do that, mm-hmm. you put everything on the table. Like, if you're upset that, you know, coaches have been dismissed or, or any sort of turnover. Th- this is real life in, in pro sports. Think about the Chargers, B. Right now, they are 35 mil over the cap. Hmm. They've got decisions to make. Khalil Mack, no guaranteed money, 38 million against the cap. Joey Bosa, no guaranteed money, 36 million against the cap. Keenan Allen, 34 million cap number, no guarantees. Wow. Mike Williams, $32 million cap number, no guarantees. Hey, I, you gotta that's pay a the, lot, You got to pay to play, baby. I mean, B, I think it's possible. I'm not going to say a done deal, but possible. They come back with none of those dudes. It's possible. And, you know, I'm not, you know, Jim believes, hey, I can let him go and get somebody else and I can coach him up. I think Jim Harbaugh thinks kind of like with Mike with uh, Mike Tomlin. Hell yeah! I, I'm going. I'm going to coach, and if I coach, I can get guys to play better than what they play. I'm not going to blame the player. I'm going to coach him up. I mean, Khalil Mack had 17 sacks last season. Joey Bosa had six and a half and was injured. He only started five games. I, I mean, with. Allen and Williams, who are both good players, but probably, I mean, Keenan Allen's got, I'm curious how old he is. I feel like he's close to my age. Um, He's not your age, dog. uh, He's not my age, but he's he's between Jeff and Lampville. He's going to be 32. He's going to be 32 on draft day. He can steal ball, though. Yeah. I mean, he went for 1,300 yards last season, I think. Yeah, he can Um, ball, man. 12-43. Seven touchdowns. But there's just – there's no way you can – and Mike Williams has dealt with a lot of injuries. 
Um, there's no way you can pay these guys at, at this rate. Mike Williams played three games for you last year. Mm. Hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2021. Um, I, I think you look at the Chargers, and there's going to be significant, significant upheaval there. Um, B. Lanville sent us this list of, of candidates. One that I'll be fascinated by is Nick Chubb, who is undoubtedly one of the best runners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb actually got the big second contract, which a lot of NFL running backs unfortunately don't get. But now he's coming off a gnarly knee injury. Oh, yes. Um, and it's his second knee injury of his career. Hmm. He carries a $16 million cap hit next no, year. No guarantee? I'll, I'll pull up the specifics, but I – at 16 mil coming off a second knee, I'm not even sure it matters if there's guarantees, unless it's a ton of guaranteed. Um, no, no guarantee, B. That could be a problem. Dude, Terry I mean, Allen you... had one on one leg, came back, ran 1,000, had another on another leg, came back, ran over 1,000 again. But that doesn't happen for most people. I mean, Adrian Peterson did that. Adrian yeah. Peterson came back in That's eight two months. People and ran out of how many, years, how many years of NFL? I tell you, I mean, <laughs> You know, good for the person that got it. But if you look at this Cleveland cap and you think about that owner out there, you've got a real team. You got defense, you run the ball, really good offensive line. And then you look at this Brown salary cap situation. You know what Deshaun Watson's cap number is next year? Uh, probably about 60. $64 million. Mm-hmm. Forty-six million guaranteed. You're not getting. He, he, he's not going anywhere, and he didn't help you at all last year. Mm-hmm. And you, and what that team win? Eleven or twelve games. Yeah. I mean, what a mess of a contract that looks like. Because we're now three years into it, or something. You know, See, the whole it, thing it, about though, Jay, we worrying about that contract. They still won eleven, twelve games. Yeah. See, we got to stop worrying about contracts. Stop worrying about can we get everybody on the team to play well. Do we have somebody? We have a t- person now that should be able to construct a team for us to be able to be competitive. It's not the contract that you sign. It's how the players, are you getting them to reach full potential? Because they, like that, they had Nick Chubb go down and they had Deshaun Watson not play. And they still won double-digit games. That is where we have to get as a franchise. And the amount, the, somebody's contract and all that shouldn't make a difference if we're getting the best out of our players. I mean, you're talking about what they build here, and I agree with you. I'm just saying, if I'm a Browns fan and I'm looking at this, that's a disaster. It may be a disaster, but that's what you got to do. You still have to pay. If you keep having a – okay, we have a we have a team here where we have five people with eight-figure uh, – four people with eight-figure contracts. We won four games. See, what I'm trying to say is you build a team – and you put the and get the people to play their best. Some contracts may look bad, but you know what? It doesn't it doesn't affect the play on the field. We got guys. We we had all kind of money out there to spend, and we had guys that were healthy, and we couldn't win games. I, I if if the point is Washington needs to get out of trying to play everything on the cheap, I agree with you. Um, 
I, I, I certainly agree with that. I want to run through other possible cut candidates around the league because some of these guys may make sense to come to Washington or at least to be targeted for mm. Washington. You know what else makes sense? ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. Talked about this the other day, I think with Nikki. David Bakhtiari is a guy that I, I find intriguing. Should he be released by the Green Bay Packers? Do you, do you find some intrigue there just from a tone setter, badass type fella? Yeah, I love his experience and all. Uh, the injuries scare me, but... Him as an uh, experienced player who plays nasty like I expect offensive linemen to play, I love that about him. Well, and, I mean, maybe this is stupid, but Landfill, how cool would it be when if they sign Bakhtiari and he goes to a Caps game and they put him on the big screen and he starts chugging beers? I'm a fan of anybody who chugs beers. I'm just saying it'd be pretty cool. Um, B, looking at this list Landfill provided and – I, I don't know this person, but I, I think I know enough about guys that last this long in the NFL at this position. Um, we've talked about Bobby Wagner and Levante David. Um, Demario Davis for the Saints oh, has had bad dude. I mean, he's since 2017. Honestly, you got to go further back. He hasn't missed a game his career. Now, he's missed some starts, but he hasn't missed a game in his career. He hasn't missed a start since 2016. Mm. He's gone for at least 100 tack- 105 tackles since 2017. Yep. You know what, though, Jay? That's when the, the guys like that sometimes, though. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I mean, he just turned but, 35. But I, I love... I love him as a player and then as a human being often. Uh, I think he'll be a great leader if this team was, was to go there. That's – well, you know, so at the same time, like as much as I keep talking about trying to land a veteran linebacker to kind of be a tone setter defensively, when Ron first got here, if you remember, now Ron tried to recreate the Panthers, which weren't that good to begin with, but that was his mission. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ron brought in Thomas Davis, and Thomas Davis probably has I, – I don't know that he'll get in, but on some level, Thomas Davis is going to have a Hall of Fame conversation. I mean, he was really good, oh, for, was good. for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, but Thomas Davis, when he got here, just didn't have anything left. Didn't you have know? it anymore. He, he, now, granted, he was 37, but he just didn't have it anymore, and, and – to Mario Davis, you don't know what he will have, um, kind of w- what will be there. But see, he played well last year too. Now, yeah, he's coming off a good season. Yeah, to Mario Davis last year in New Orleans on a really good defense, 
had 121 tackles, six and a half sacks, um, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, played all 17 games, made the Pro Bowl, was a second-team All-Pro. I just, if he gets released, now he's got a big number, but that won't matter if he gets released. Yeah. Um, That, to me, is a dude, like, everybody's trying to see what could be made, what can they figure out with Jamin Davis. Like, what if there's another dude next to him that's really good? That'll help him out. That can uh, shorten his learning process. I mean, you know, like a lot of people always feel like, let's just get the young guy to go. Well, sometimes when you have a veteran player next to him, he learns a lot quicker. Right. And those are also the types of positions and the type of player. Like, I think if you're Washington and you're doing this long rebuild, right? Like, if you're doing the rebuild the right way, it's going to look a little bit different. Yeah. Like, you got to plan for 2027 as much as you're planning for this fall. And Mm. I think a guy like Demario Davis, now the contract may read three years, 50 mil. But the reality of that contract is probably one year, 14. And I think that makes a lot of sense in a, in a true rebuild. And if it works right, then you just, hey, we got another year on this deal. Of course we're keeping you around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There you go. Um, and maybe those numbers are a little under what it would need to be, but I kind of doubt it. I mean, Roquan just got a huge deal. And he's making 20, Fred Warner's making 19, Tremaine Edmonds making 18. But those guys are way younger, and they're still on the upslope of their career. Hmm. Um, that That's a dude that might go to the top of my list should he be released by the Saints. I'll read you what NFL.com wrote about tomorrow. Um, if the Saints didn't have the worst cap situation in the NFL, this would hardly be a consideration. Davis has been among the league's best and most consistent linebackers over the last few years, earning Pro Bowl and second-team All-Pro honors in both 22 and 23. However, the 35-year-old carries an $18 million cap hit in the final season of his contract this offseason with Davis at the front of the line. Mm. That one, to me, could make a lot of sense. B, they wrote another. They wrote about another uh, Saints player that I wanted to ask you about. That Alvin Kamara. Not at this point. You're out? I thought you'd be. You'd like him. No, nah, I like him, but I think Alvin Kamara over the last few years has not played up to Alvin Kamara uh, capabilities. Yeah, it's funny, man. They actually wrote that, like the first line of their of what they wrote about Kamara is it's wild to say that 1,100 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns was a vast underperformance, but, but it was right. Well, and when they paid Kamara that big contract. He was averaging about sixteen hundred and fifteen. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, here's my thing with Kamara. He's got a nineteen million dollar cap number with zero guarantees. So that that's probably going to change. Frankly, Washington is going into this season without a third running back, at least as of now. I I don't know what they'll do with Antonio Gibson. Kamara could help you, man. Especially if Kamara can help you, but Kamara is going to still be having suitors where he's going to make top dollar. So, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to still have suitors. I don't know if we are the person that wants somebody to help you. We want somebody to lead the way. I'm with you. I If if Kamara still has suitors at top dollar, he ain't coming to Washington. 
But the but running like, back market is messed up. But see, let's think about it. Like, if he if the running back market is is around what twelve, so if he gets eight nine, do you want to pay him eight nine to help you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting question. If, if we we have talked about running the football, we've talked to 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 exhaustion. Alvin Kamara is no longer the run the football 20 times a game type of guy. He's the sure. guy who's going to be catching passes out the backfield sparingly. You're going to pay him top – you're going to pay him the most money on your team to be that guy. He's, in essence, a third down running back at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. I would pay it – like, if third if third running back money is available, Jarek McKinnon's making, like, two mil, I'd be in on that for Kamara. We got a break. Greenberg joins us next. Don't go anywhere. Uh, a few things. Um, B. Mitch, you remember Brooks Merriweather. Brooks, the good dude, a real one. Um, Brooks just called me. I'm excited. I get to work with Brooks this afternoon. Kerwin's out of town. We're all going out Ooh. to Ashburn. Talk to some uh, some coaches. I like talking to coaches. I really enjoy getting to talk to position coaches because they don't talk all that often, mm-hmm. and I feel like you can actually learn something when you get to talk to them. Um, now, I, I did have a question for Landfill. I understand Neil Greenberg is on the line. I'm very excited to talk to Neil. Um, Lanville, is that Neil's walk-up song? I mean, it might be. Well, should we at least allow the man who has given us so many good bets to make over the years his own walk-up song? Hello, Neil Greenberg. How do you do, sir? I'm doing great, and and Lanville's known me for what, like a decade. He knows what uh, what kind of music I I would walk up to. What was, was that? that? Whatever that was, was that like a Aussie? I mean, I'm fine with any heavy Sabbath? metal type music. Yeah, it was right. Aussie. Okay. Yeah, Ozzy is the the king of heavy metal. All right. As long, Ozzie, hey, Ozzie, listen. Wow. <laughs> Greenberg, if you're happy, we're happy, man. I am very, very happy. Except when you do that nerd video game stuff on Twitter <laughs> that I can't, I, I, I can't even understand what it means. Um, uh, dude. So we were just talking about stuff with the commanders and around the NFL. Um, you know, the Combine's next week. Guys are going to start getting released. I actually think the Lions have made a few moves. I think the Lions released um, a veteran safety. Um, what's the news? Tracy, I think. Um, Tracy Walker. Like, these types of moves are going to start happening. I'm curious, and, and maybe you haven't done this on a deep dive statistical level like I know you do, but in your vision, what is the best way to conduct a rebuild for an NFL team? Hmm. Well, you have to start at the quarterback. Um, and we talked about this before. Um, you, you need to get that right. And it doesn't – you don't – I mean, yes, everyone would love a Patrick Mahomes type. But what you really need is just a, an above-average player at a below-average market cost so that you can fill out the rest of the roster. Because um, you only get a few years – of cost control with, you know, with, with young players. And, you know, once that cost control is over, things start to balloon very quickly, right? The franchise tag, everyone wants more money at the position than everybody else. You know, every year we set records for positional contracts, except maybe at running back. So I think, you know, especially when you're, when you haven't been good and you're getting a chance to pick high in the draft, 
you know, you you have to go with the with the position that's the most impact. And you know, absolutely, you need to have good players in the trenches. The the quarterback needs to have players to throw to, et cetera. Um, but we've seen time and again an above-average quarterback on a below-average market contract can pay a lot of dividends um, for a number of years. You get a great one, though. They can even do it once it's up in. Ever since Pat got that $450 they won two Super Bowls, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you would be this. We all, we all lose our mind over skill position players. Have you ever done any type of uh, analytics on teams that build their beefies or build their sexies? Which ones get to the way they want to get quicker? Ooh, the beefies versus the sexies. Now you're talking. Yeah, I, I, I came on the right day. Um, <laughs> the, what I have looked at is what are the most dependable positions at the draft? And what I mean by that is where are you most likely to get an above-average player? Um, offensive line is certainly one of them. Um, quarterback is not as reliable as you might think. Wide receiver is a little more reliable. Um, but, but absolutely, I, if given the choice, you know, I would go, I would go beefy um, because the, the, you know, the sexy players get the money too, even when they don't necessarily deserve it, right? I mean, like yeah. that's, that's the other challenge. You don't really see a lot of linemen – um, in diva mode, you know, demanding top dollar. Um, they're usually quietly taken care of. I think, you know, around the league, the, the value of a, of a left tackle is, is obviously widely known. Um, you know, even the defensive line, the pass rushers, especially on the edge, are, are getting a lot of money. But I do think the interior defensive linemen are becoming more and more important. Um, so if given the choice, I would definitely go beefy. All right. Yeah, I, I mean – Typically where you win right, games. As Doc would say, they smell like bacon. They do. They do. Um, Greenberg, when or will you start to weigh in on which of the two, you know, maybe three quarterbacks you like the most for Washington? Maybe you've already done so, and forgive me if I missed it. Like, it sure seems to me, and I've thought this all along, they won't get Caleb Williams. He's going to go number one to Chicago or number one to whoever ends up with that pick. And they're going to have their choice of Jaden Daniels and Drake May. Um, I think there's reasons to like both guys. Whichever one they draft, I'm excited to watch the process unfold, particularly what is hopefully a functional process where the whole organization is behind the development of a young quarterback. Um, I, I think there's a lot to like about both guys. If I had to tell you my biggest concern on Daniels is when he gets hit, it looks like a car wreck. Um, if I had to tell you my biggest concern around May, it's that I see him bail out of too many clean pockets, and, and that's something that, that I don't know that you fix. Um, where are you on it? Well, my, my thought process has changed a little bit after Pro Football Focus came out with an article a couple of uh, yesterday. Um, and what they did was they looked at Patrick Mahomes, and they looked at players that create – in a similar way. Now, this isn't to say that these are the next Patrick Mahomes. This isn't to say that they're going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes. But what they're saying is that players in the draft that are best at extending plays and making something out of nothing, um, have low pressure to sack rates, um, are, are able to do the s- similar things 
that Patrick Mahomes does. Maybe not at his level, but are able to, and have shown to be able to do similar things. The 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 prospects that are in his kind of his tier, the highest tier, are Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. Hmm. Um, and that surprised me because you know in tier two you have Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Um, that surprised me a little bit because that's, you know, that kind of brings us back to the question, like, what do you do it to? And if you honestly think that either of Penix or Knicks can even be as good as May or Daniels, then, you know, it, trading back becomes a real avenue to success. Um, so that's got me thinking a little bit differently now because um, I, I really wasn't expecting that for them to be in that type of class or to have that type of skill set or, or, or rated so highly. Um, so that certainly has, has changed my opinion a little bit. And, you know, looking at, you know, the number two pick, you can you could probably get a sizable haul for, for something like that. But then when you look at uh, Penix, knee injuries, pro football focus don't throw that into it. But You're right. I'm going to throw don't. that into it. <clears throat> they are not going to draft a guy that high that has the, that bad knee. Well, I'm not saying you draft them that high. I'm saying you trade back. Um, but yes, there, 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 are, there are a lot of different things that happen. But um, you know, if if that if you do think that the knee injury is something that's not going to affect him long term, you know, that's something that you can certainly consider. Um, and you know, when you're trading back and you're getting players lower in the draft, they all have warts, right? Like, there's a reason why they slip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes a risk-reward calculation. So, you know, if the reward is to have a quarterback that is similar to Patrick Mahomes, and there's obviously varying gradations of that, you know, is that worth trading back, getting more picks, plugging more holes in a roster that's full of holes, you know, and taking that risk? Because, you know, quite frankly, we don't know how good any of these guys are going to be. We've seen, you know, number one players go bust. We've seen number two you know, quarterbacks drafted number two go bust. Um, so it's really, it really is just a roll of the dice in a lot of different respects. Um, so, you know, it's all calculated risk. I'm just saying my my decision-making, like, on the whole thing and how I'm looking at it has changed a little bit. Um, and I now see value in trading back where perhaps I didn't before, only because if you're improving your what team, is... you're not expecting to draft this high. And if you're going to draft this high, it makes sense to take the best possible quarterback you can. What is the metric that Penix and Knicks uh, – give it to me one more time so I understand. They looked at, um, they looked at uh, their PFF pass grade overall, their big-time throw rate, their turnover-worthy throw rate outside the pocket – um, when they're scrambling, they're looking at their pressure-to-sack ratio. They're looking at um, how they extend plays and avoid taking sacks outside of the pocket. You know, so they're just can looking I, at these I things that. You know, yes. and, and maybe this isn't even a fair thing to say because Daniels is in the same boat. But at, at what point doesn't the extreme experience of of all three of these guys of Penix, Daniels and Knicks. I mean these guys all started college football for 5 years. Like multiple I mean you know what I mean like yep. 10 plus games a year for 5 years. At, at some point is that not part of the calculus of them being able to evade sacks better? 
Well, I mean, it, you would think that they would be able to recognize it, but you know, it's a skill issue, right? I mean, it's also a it's also a decision making. Um, and what you have available in front of you. You know, the challenge with the quarterbacks at the college level of is they're all in different programs. They're all facing different skill sets of sure. offense and defense or playing with, you know, skill levels that on offense or against defense. Um, schemes are different, you know, uh, pro style, not pro style, shotgun, not shotgun, you know, gadget type plays. I mean, there's just such a wide variation of, of college performance I think that's why Pro Football Focus is trying to just narrow in on on stuff that's translatable to the NFL, right? And and it, it, look, it, it's it's tough. I mean, the, yeah. if anyone that tells you they know what's going to happen obviously doesn't. <laughs> um, they're all educated guesses to varying degrees, um, and we're you know we, we won't know what the correct answer is probably for what two three years from now. Yeah. Um, Unless so it, we it's know, tough. like it's an unenviable position, especially for Washington, because it just feels like there's so much riding on this pick for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, if it goes well, there's going to be a lot of fanfare. If it doesn't go well, there's going to be a lot of head shaking and you know, same old, same old type conversation. Do you notice at this time of the year, though, um, Neil, that we more talk about what a per- what a person can't do more than the what he can do? Yeah, I mean, because that's <laughs> and comparing everybody to Pat Mahomes, isn't that a isn't that like uh, not good of a thing for the person we're talking about? Pat Mahomes. Yeah, is that's why I made sure to 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 say like we're not calling him Patrick Mahomes. They're not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But quarterbacks have similar skill sets, right? I mean, like, but but there's obviously quarterbacks that are much better at that. And um, you know, I I hate this time of year because every quarterback's Joe Montana. Every um, you know, every edge guy is one of the Watt brothers or, right. um, you know, generational talents. And, you know, I, I always call back to a – it's a different sport, but to, you know, the local guy here at hockey, Alex Ovechkin, like that's a generational talent, right? Like that's a guy that is the epitome of generational talent, you know, way better than his peers over a super long period of time. Um, you know, and and we can't have one generational talent a year in the draft, right? Like, that's just not what nope. generational talent means. And, you know, I also think the negative sells, right? Like, you look at all the people screaming at each other on the sports shows and, and sports radio and everything, and, you know, it's always, you know, why people can't do stuff or why people are making mistakes. And, you know, that's what people tune in for because that's what you can argue against. But, um, you know, I think – you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what, what people can or can't do because we, we get it wrong in the draft quite a bit. Well, if that's the case, nine people thought that Pat Mahomes wasn't a generational talent. Right. And, <laughs> and you know, so you got to have, you you have some you know, level of work, too. Else, right? Like, you yeah. know, we have the, the multiverse, and he's, you know, on the Jets or something. Like, you know, who knows what happens, right? I mean, like, yeah. you need the player, the coach, the environment, and everything like that. You know, Travis Kelsey – um, you know, you need so many things that, that to make it work. Um, but yeah, you're right. And you know, Tom Brady too. Everyone's like, well, Tom Brady's a six-round pick, and it's like, yeah. I mean, like, how many times was he passed over, and then it ended up working out? Yeah. But you know, you have to. You know, how many teams got it? Wrong? Even the Patriots got it wrong because they didn't draft him until the sixth round. Like, <laughs> you know, knowing what we know now, he'd be the first pick. But um, you know, nobody knows anything about the draft. Yeah, I, you're right, and I think. 
a lot of the, the generational stuff you said is so true, and we live in such a microwave society that, like, people just automatically assume something's better. And, uh, I mean, the, the the two best players in NFL history probably played in the 1980s, if you're talking LT and Jerry Rice. But whatever. We don't need to get into all that. Are right? Reggie White? I'm saying you can, you can make <laughs> lots of arguments, but everybody determines that the best is happening right now all the time. Um to your earlier point, I know my boy McBrien is all over Bo Nix, swears he's going to be a stud. I, B, it, it is a little crazy. We haven't talked much about this. And we can say it's Oregon and the Pac-12 and wide open and blah, blah, blah. He completed 77% of his passes with for 45 touchdowns against three picks. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, damn good. And, and, and the NFL is becoming a more conservative offense in the passing game, right? Like, we're not – we're not seeing many deep throws as, as we yeah. have before. We're not seeing, you know, longer throws like we, we've seen in the past. You know, so maybe that translates better. And, um, you know, I, I think everything, all scenarios are valid, right? Like everybody has a point to make of, like, what Washington should do at number two and what Bo Nick's ceiling could or couldn't be and what his floor is. Like, you know, we're all just guessing. Um, someone's going to be right. And the person that's going to be right is going to be very loud. They're going to be right. You know, I certainly do that. Um, so we really just don't know. Um, it's just it's just how much risk do you want to take? I mean, you know, it, ta- it's, it takes guts to trade out of the number two pick, I think, right now and go with a guy like Bo Nix because you're going to have to justify that pick until it works out, right? Like, and if it doesn't work out, it's going to haunt you forever. Look yes. at how Robert Griffin III haunts this franchise forever. Um, you know, if you get a high pick wrong, you know, Chase Young is going to haunt this, this yeah. franchise forever um, until, until they get it so right that, that people just don't care anymore. Um, it's tough. It's an unenviable position. I'm glad that I can just throw snowballs and have them not really mean anything, but the organization has to make a very real pick very yeah. soon. It's not just commentating. It's making a decision that's going – Make make the decision based off of will you be there long enough or not. Yeah, right. we walk away from it, but this this organization has to live with it. Yeah, whenever I get asked to serve on a board or something, I say, no, sir, I prefer to stand on the sideline and just lob grenades. Um, Neil, thank you for the time, dude. Obviously some good stuff. With if it's Obi. a paid board, you better jump on that thing, that's, bro. That's a whole different matter, Brian. Yeah. Um, uh, good stuff with Ovi getting two last night. Yeah, he's back on track. I feel a lot better about that. So do I, then. So oh, do I. Yeah. You're, our, you're the official mathematician of the B. Mitchell Finley program. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Thank you. What an honor. I'd like to thank so many people. I'll do it next time. <laughs> next time it is. Uh, that's our guy, Neil Greenberg. Give him a follow, at N Greenberg. Uh, when we come back, I, I want to talk about something specifically. Having a quarterback isn't just about interceptions and touchdowns. It's about an organizational commitment to the passer. Is Washington ready to go all the way in. We sure hope so. Let's look at what that look like, looks like around the NFL. Brian Mitchell here. And whether I'm on the field or off, I always demand excellence. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverted heat pumps powering my home. And it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com. And see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. Because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. Used to get it done. Also, Jeff legit needs to get his head out of the gutter 
All I said was I'm eating a banana, and he hit me with a pause. Is that a fair pause, B? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, listen, bro. If you're under 35, you pause for everything because all you think is about is silliness. Too busy pausing to remember how to live. Um, B, are you familiar with Alexis Ohanian? I heard that name before. So I had two, and, and I Googled him real quick because I knew I knew that name. From oh, that's somebody. Serena's husband. Yeah, yeah. Serena's husband, who I'm not sure kind of the how and the where, but he, he, he grew up a, a major Redskin fan. Really? Yeah. Um, I think he grew up in, like, maybe Howard County or something, went to UVA. Um, I am in no way taking credit for this, but I just want to point this out. I think a lot of – Ideally, we are getting the Mike Sellers GoFundMe yep. just on people's radars, right? Yep. Um, I, I mean, dude, in the last – since we talked about it this morning, I think it was a little over twenty grand, and it's close to forty grand now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how it got to be. Well, there's a lot of people out there putting it out there, so. For you know, sure. Yeah. But Alexis Ohanian, Serena Williams' husband and the founder of Reddit, I believe is how he made his money. Just donated $7,760. Hell, there you go. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's cool as hell. And he uh, he put out a tweet with the with the GoFundMe link. He said, Mike Sellers was a beast for us in D.C. for like a decade. Sorry to hear about his health and family, sending it out to the world, hoping you all will join me. So if you can help, help. If you can't, we understand. Um, I just thought that was pretty damn cool, V. Yep. Um, all right. So it, it's easy to talk about committing to a quarterback, right? And developing and, and all of that stuff. But what are the teams that do it kind of at the best level, right? Like, what, what are the teams that really have committed to their guy and he's in the right position and all that stuff? There, there's one super obvious answer. Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mahomes and the Chiefs, I, I mean, the contract's there. They've built everything around each other. Um, it, it, it's going to work. And there's nobody else in that tier. No matter how much you love Lamar, sorry to the governor, no matter how much you love Herbert, no matter how much you love Burrow, Denton Day I think is legitimately in love with Burrow. Like, none of, nobody is on the Mahomes level right now. Yeah, nobody, period. nobody at all. Because even when Brady was at his best, Peyton certainly flirted with being at the same level. There is nobody right now on the Mahomes level. Um, But you do have all these guys. You've got Josh Allen with the Bills, Lamar with the Ravens, Burrow with the Bengals, Herbert with the Chargers. All of these guys have gotten the, the big contract. Um, all of these guys are, are locked in for the long haul. The only one of these dudes with significant playoff success, however, is Burrow. He got to a Super Bowl, lost yeah. in another AFC title game. Herbert, I think, is 0-1 in his career in the playoffs. Lamar, I, I, I mean, has lost at least his last two home playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen hasn't gotten it done. I mean, Allen had that. 
the epic divisional round showdown against the Chiefs, but ultimately we got it was a, a lot divisional of rules. We got, we got rules changed because of that, right? But ultimately, it was a divisional round loss. Yeah, totally. You could dress it up a lot of different ways, but um, I mean, that's why for me, I'm I'm a Burrow ahead of everybody else guy. But he's now coming back from his second major injury in four years, five years, mm-hmm. and he. His playing style is such that he is just absolutely reckless with his body and not in a running quarterback way, but in a staying in the pocket and getting clocked way. Mm-hmm. And and that worries me. Um, but I, I, I do love Burrow. Maybe not in the same way Denton does, but I do love Burrow. Yeah. What about after that, B? After Burrow? Whatever you think of that tier, but I think – Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Herbert are kind of a next tier. Yeah. What quarterback would you be most committed to after that top five? Uh, I like um, my man down in Jacksonville. Lawrence? Yep. Fair, but I think you got to pay him soon. Yeah, but, but the thing about it, JP, I don't even discuss quarterback contracts very much. They all going to get paid. Sure. Hell, they pay Tannehill. They pay everybody in this league. If you're if you're under the center, you're going to get paid. So, I mean, all of them get paid. But you have to build a team. Like we were talking to uh, Neil earlier, he said you need to have a quarterback with a low salary. Pat Mahomes has a high salary. Pat Mahomes wasn't his best this year. They built some stuff around him. You got to be able to pick talent. That's first and foremost. And if you can't pick talent, you can have an exceptional quarterback and you're still going to lose. I agree with that. I I would I like Lawrence. To me, though, the, the next answer on this bro, list. I forgot Jalen. That's the Jalen Hurts. Bro, I, that's still not the next answer on my list. Who's next? Stroud. I mean, as far listen, as who I want to build with going forward, I need to see him do it another year. I know, or something. I know I, your rule. Yeah, I know I, your rules. I, I, like we do, we do this every year. Guy has a great year. We automatically throw him up there with the rest of the guys, and then they start falling apart. And then we 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 got to keep him there because we put him there. My whole thing is Stroud has the potential to be as good as he want to be. I saw him with what's called him the other day. What's what's the girl name? Uh, uh, Jeff, the blonde hair. He keep hanging around her, he's going to start falling off too. Amber Rose. Yeah. Mm-mm. Come on, dog. Jeff, what do I need to know about Amber Rose? <laughs> Pull up. I'm, I'm pulling it up. She, 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 she's Ooh. like a Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah, just look her up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I saw that. I'm like, oh, come on, dog. Now you 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 represent me with this other person. Now you with her? Come on, dog. Let's be real. Um, so I don't know just yet if he is going to be like those other guys. Has the potential to be, but I don't know. Jalen, this past year, I don't know what happened, what went wrong up there. Did you hear? I think it's a dude in New York tried to say he heard that, like, somebody slept with somebody's girl in Philly, and that's why it all went sideways. Man, look, I don't worry about all that crap. Something went sideways in Philly. Something went sideways, but, hey. If they allow any female to uh, stop their whole team, then they're some dumbasses. What do you think of Jordan Love with the Packers, B? You need another year? 
I like Jordan Love, but let's be real. How long you been in the league? Five years? Three. Three years? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he stepped up last year. Got doing some more. I know a guy you like. Who? Brock Purdy. I like Purdy. And I, and I listen, to be honest with you, and people might think I'm crazy, I might put Brock in front of a lot of those people that we already named. I know you like him. I think I, I applaud because it. He, this dude here, he, he gets knocked because he wasn't a first-round pick. But he has more success than all of them. I know a guy you like. Who? John Leahy. I love that dude. That's my guy. Hell yeah, he is. He's the DMV MVP of real estate. And if you're looking to buy or sell your home, John Leahy is who you need to call. Just like Ashley did. She experienced the Leahy difference with John and his team firsthand. She called the entire process of selling her Woodbridge townhouse enjoyable, quick, and profitable. Ashley claims their attention to detail made all the difference. And that's what brought her multiple offers over the asking price. Speaking of which, how much can John and his team get you for your home? Find out the answer in 30 seconds for free at johnsellsdmv.com. We're talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. It only takes a few seconds to request an instant cash off on your home at johnsellsdmv.com. John Leahy is our friend, and he offers you flexible fees, customized to your needs. And you know what? If life, John knows that life happens. So if needed, he will let you out of your contract at any time. Well, and here's the thing. The real estate market's obviously funky. We keep waiting for rates to go down. They're not going down. Nobody's selling. You need somebody with the experience and the expertise in navigating a tricky real estate market, and John is that guy. He can get you an instant cash offer within 24 hours. I, here's the other thing. If you're really considering selling your house, you got to do some stuff. You got to paint. You probably got to fix that leaky toilet. Maybe put some new shelving in. John can take care of you if you're short on cash by getting you up to 50 grand to make repairs and upgrades, making your home irresistible when it goes on the market. And you can settle up with John at the back end at closing. That's just a few of the reasons I would trust John to sell my house. Call John Leahy today, 301-900-3052. Go to johnsellsdmv.com. Or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy Group and start packing. Yep. That, that that I found found you. You. All right, B. Yep. Um, two he things sure to be controversial. Two things listen, should be what? Two things sure to be controversial. Okay. Listen, listen to this wackiness. Uh, you know my, my boy Mark that runs Capital Hoops, right? Yeah. I mean, by far the best. If you're into high school basketball in this area, in the DMV from Baltimore to Richmond, by far the best site, right? Um, so in Montgomery County Public School League, Kennedy, Paint Branch, Whitman, and BCC all finished tied at 16-4, and four, mm-hmm. all right? And now they're going into playoffs, obviously. So to determine how to do this, B. Mitch, they had a coin flip. and it I, was li- I was about to say that as soon as you said it. Yo, it was live on Zoom. You could watch it. And they had four people flipping coins until one team had a different result than the other three. Okay. That just seems so weird to me. Seems so stupid. Yeah. How about just let them play a game? Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a tiebreaker or something. I don't know. But, like, I just can't imagine four dudes sitting there flipping quarters to determine where high school basketball teams go play. Um, But the good news Shout out to the Batlin Barons of BCC. They won the coin flip, and they get to play Magruder on Friday. 
for the county title. Y'all good? Hey, 16 and 4, pretty damn Put good. Put money on it? I don't think you can bet on high school sports. Oh, uh, JP, you can bet on anything. When, Who went when, to Magruder? When, when did you, when did you uh, gain some type of uh, a semblance of having any kind of mindset that you don't do things that people tell you not to do? That, that's a fair point. Yeah. I'm trying to think who went to Magruder. I think Helly went to Magruder. I could make a bet with Helly on that. Um, if there's any other Magruder. You I don't even know. what. You know who went to Magruder, I think. Who? Linnell. You could deal with that. <laughs> All right. Here is what else is sure to be controversial, because I'm sure those other teams are. Landfill, say, Landfill, say what you have to say if you think this is so bad. I can't say it. It's profane. <laughs> you think Landville draws the line at betting on high school sports. Is that a- accurate, Landville? That is correct. Well, All I'm right. just saying it happens. It, people down south, <laughs> Texas, Florida, they bet on Little League football. That's I too believe much. That. It's been going on forever. I very much believe that. All right, Pete. Um, so I used to love college football video game. I'm guessing Jeff used to play it. Um, they had to take it away for a long time because of, like, the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. And I think now in the NIL era, they're able to bring it back. Well, so, you going to give Ed O'Bannon his money? Listen, man, I'm not in charge of the money, B. Apparently, I, I, all I do is bet on high school basketball. I don't know. I'm not in charge of the money, but the video game is coming back. And they ranked. I'm seeing this on Twitter, so hopefully this is real. They ranked the top college football stadiums between the band the the crowd noise, just the vibe. I mean, that's what makes college football so special. Hell yeah. What do you think number one is? Number one with the band and the height. With all of it. Uh, Ohio State. That's all right. B's one for one. They have Ohio State number one. Well, Ohio State's band is 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 uh, where are we now? Well, they dot the I, right? They do all kind of stuff there. Who is what's number two? Number two with the band. Got all, all got of the it. band in there. So here's here's here it says ranking the best stadiums for EA Sports College Football 25. Can't wear, wait to hear those unique stadium sounds and bands. Mm. LSU. No. Michigan. No. Although I, um, Michigan was three, LSU was four. Okay, so who's two? Penn State. Penn State. I thought Penn State band was boring, to be honest with you. I, so they and go. I, I listen. I, I watched some bands in my time, and I'm telling you, like some of these bands they give all this hype to, they better go check out the swag and some of the mother schools. They'll find out what a band really could do. So here's the top ten, right? Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Oregon, Texas, Bama. And then the Rose Bowl. Well, they must. They never been to Southern. They never been to FAMU. They never been, you know, to some of these schools like that. Southern University band. Oh lord. Well, I don't think it's just the band. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's the, the total. Too. Well, I know that football is not going to match those other ones, but their band show would beat those other bands. Well, listen, man. I know. I've been in Tuscaloosa on a big Saturday, and that place bumps. I, yeah. I, I've been at I've been at Royal Stadium in Texas. That thing is massive. Um, I've been to the Big House. Uh, you know, I, I got to fill out my list here clearly, but I got to say, if you're telling me the top three stadiums in college football and none of them are in the SEC, kind of stands out to me. You said none of them in the SEC. 
They went Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying this is a, like you said. They threw the band in there. <laughs> They're not just telling you about the football. It's a band is in there too. Here's but what I'm telling you: band is is awesome. They got an actual tiger. Yeah, they got an actual yeah, tiger. Yeah, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike has a better house than most human beings. Mike, Mike. Um, here's what else I got to tell you about: free tickets to go see Neil Young. Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You win two tickets to Neil Young Crazy Horse Love Earth Tour, Saturday, May 11th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Live Nation. Simple fact. When I want something, man, I don't want to pay for it. It's a fairly simple premise. Uh, the folks singing this song don't like paying for stuff. Um, seems like more and more people agree with that. <laughs> Are you principle. singing with them? <laughs> I pay for stuff. Uh, all the time. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> the, only t- the only time I take stuff is when the, the machine at the office isn't working. That's their fault, not mine. Hey, hey, hey. I, that's not the only time you take stuff. You'll have to remind me. Um. B, I wanted to talk. I don't know if everybody follows Mark Bullock. Um, Bullock's like a film breakdown guy, British dude. Used to, at one point was writing for The Post. At one point was writing for The Athletic. Now has his own website, whatever. Substack, I guess is the term. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullock did a breakdown today of... Jaden Daniels, I assume he has done one of Drake May also. But let, let's start in more of a central premise, B. Do you believe the commander's draft decision will ultimately end up being between bull, between Daniels and May? Uh, yeah. It, it, it feels that way anyway, right? Um. I, I don't know that I have a real dog in this fight. Um, I prefer Daniels in a league where it's about making plays. I just feel like he's more of a playmaker. His running ability is truly dynamic. Um, but Drake May can do it all, has a huge arm, um, impressive candidate, impressive young man. Um, and, and I think, you know, he's got the size, he's got prototypical kind of size, and, and that matters in the NFL. I mean, I think if Sam Howell was six four, this parts of things that went wrong this past year might have gone differently. Um, I like May. I I would probably lean Daniels, but I don't have a decided viewpoint one way or the other. Mm-hmm. One thing that makes me nervous with May a little bit is you see highlights, right? where he's got a pocket and he still moves out of it. And and I feel like we just watched that with Howell. And, and you cannot get away with that stuff in the pros. And th- that worries me. One thing that worries me about Daniels is when he gets hit, it's like a car accident. There's like limbs flying everywhere. Um, he got up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he kept getting I, up. I'm with you. I, I, I want to go to the Aquarium boys on this. Do you think it is reasonable to have a definitive this guy, not that guy, is the right answer opinion at this stage of the game? Uh, if you are 
if you have a certain concept, a mindset of what you like or what may fit your offense, Kingsbury, yes, you could. You can say what you like or what you don't like, you know. Uh, you mentioned that what you call them leaves the pocket earlier. That may be something that turns somebody not off. Not always. Not I'm not always. saying always. I'm saying that could turn somebody off. Uh, uh, you look at uh, uh, Daniels. They may say, oh, his size. Or they may say, well, you know, he get hit, but he gets up every time. So I don't know. I, he got hit one time. I think it was Mississippi State. I thought he wasn't getting up. He jumped right back up. Right. And threw a dime. Right. Um. Do you have a particular opinion one way or the other? Not necessarily. I just want my, – my mindset has been since they got Adam, whoever you like, pick them, and then give them 100% of your support. So either one of these dudes can work if they're going to get full support. You, gotta, you can't draft one and be saying, well, we probably should have – no. Draft one and give me support, and then let, let everything fall in me. Wait, man. I totally agree with that, B. This may be silly. Do you think at all it would be weird or odd to have two guys that were college teammates together in the pros where one guy's kind of replacing his old college roommate? Didn't he replace him when he left the school? Yeah. Now you're a grown man. You can get mad. <laughs> you can be at home getting no money. Or you can be on the team with him and getting some money. And if he goes down, you can be there to help him, help the team move forward. That's something that I know the team isn't thinking about, and I hope the hell the players aren't thinking about. Do you care? Uh, not even do you care. Is it a positive to you? Drake May is way younger than Daniels. Uh, it don't make me a difference when it comes down to a quarterback in the league. He's 21. See, like, people may look at that, but my whole thing is Tom Brady at 40 was better than a lot of the young quarterbacks with great talent. Yeah. So, if the guy if, – if, if you get Daniels here, how is he, 25, 24? He'll be 24 this Christmas. Okay, so he'll be 24 this Christmas. That's a whole season already played. So, if he's – if you get 14 years out of him playing high, you don't care that he was uh, three or four years older than the other guy. Yeah, I think specifically that quarterback position, um, guys are playing forever now. I, I, and at a high level. I mean, you look at how long Drew Brees played, Rivers, Matt Ryan. Um, I, I don't worry. Like, if it was a running back specifically or, or even like a, an offensive lineman that had another basically two full seasons of wear and tear on their body, I, I, I'd worry about it. But quarterbacks, man. I mean, they just play now. And the way those guys take care of their bodies, I think the way the league takes care of them, protects them, I the the age thing is, is not particularly worrisome to me. I don't worry about the age. Um, I want to go to the aquarium. I mean, if you look at, like, would you, I don't think of Dak as an old quarterback. He's 30. You know, I, I bet Dak still has – Eight years left. <laughs> Stafford's 35. And he's not that mobile, but he was never that mobile. It's not like he's lost mobility. Yeah. I, I mean, Kirk, who, before he got hurt, was on pace for maybe a 5,000-yard season. Kirk's 35. 
Um, I think the league doesn't care about age until your play starts falling off. If yeah. you're 35 and if you're good, old enough and you're playing, nobody cares. I think we in the media discuss age more than anybody cares about it in the league. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I want to go to Jeffrey, young Jeffrey. Um, Jeff, do you have a significant dog in the fight of Daniels versus Drake? Yes, and it's Jaden Daniels. Uh, I've been riding with him, you know, since he came on the radar for the Commanders. Only I've watched him this entire year, man, and he has been nothing. But, he has done nothing but impress me, bro. So, if it's a if it's Daniels or Drake, you're in on Daniels. But are you out on May? That's what I'm asking. Like, will you be pissed if they make the decision to go with Drake May? I wouldn't, JP. I wouldn't be pissed at the decision of either of the top three quarterbacks. You know, they all have a good upside. Everybody's going to have a flaw. You know, it's it's no perfect athlete nowhere. Uh, I wouldn't be pissed by any of the three. Now, if it was, if it's an outlandish pick that nobody thought and it proves to be outlandish, then I would be pissed. But as far as those three guys and Williams, May, or Daniels, I wouldn't be pissed on if if either one of them came. What about the great Landini? Landini, do you have a dog in the fight? Do you have a lean? Do you have somebody you want? I, let's all just operate with the, the base that Caleb goes one. So that we're not entering Caleb into the conversation. It's, it's, it's a Daniels Drake. Does, are, are you in on one, out on the other? Uh, my my preference would be Jaden Daniels. I think that if you look at the guy, just he played in the SEC. That's a tougher conference. He played against tougher competition, and he was good enough to win the Heisman Trophy, which is the award they give to the, well, realistically, it's the best quarterback award, but he won that award. He won the best quarterback award in the toughest conference in college football. Uh, that's enough for me. That's what I would want to see. Now, if they do decide to go with uh, Drake May, I'm not going to be angry. I would be a little disappointed, um, but I would prefer Jaden Daniels. I think that's fair. Um, is anybody out on Caleb? I'm not. I'm not. I'm out if you got to give up everything to move up one spot. Right, 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 right. I, I'm saying if he falls to two. Nope, I'm not out on him. Landini? If he falls to two, I'd be a little bit concerned. If you look at a guy who's like the the consensus number one overall pick and kind of has been for a considerable period of time, if all of a sudden the the Bears look at it and say, uh, "No thanks, we don't want this guy," that would that would make me nervous. I, you know, I again, I wouldn't necessarily hate it, but yeah, I'd I'd be confused as to why that happened. I'd want to know what what made the Bears change their mind about this guy. What if they? Decide to ride with Fields and like take Marvin Harrison. They ain't doing that. I don't think so either. I, I a team I don't know. cut Peyton Manning so they could take a quarterback number one overall. They're taking a quarterback number one overall. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, especially when you phrase it like the Manning thing. Here, I almost want to open the phone lines up for this, but I know we got Ben White coming. I just think anybody that is so all in on Drake or Jaden one way or the other is just is just too small-minded. Like, 
I, I, I just don't know. What do you want to do? Me? Where are you at? I'm on. I, I lean Jaden for sure. But I just, I, I, it just seems premature to have any, like, declaration of no, this guy sucks, that guy's good. It depends on who you listen to. The people that make their mind up like that, one of them listen to CNN, one of them listen to Fox. They don't listen to the other station. <laughs> so if you listen to both stations, then you'll be confused a little bit. But ultimately, they're listening to one person and not anybody else. Fair. Um, not, I'm, not, I'm not pulling that thread. Um, but I think, I, you know, I just it, it's going to be fascinating to watch this process unfold. And everything's going to get thrown into the microwave next week because you're going to have, yo, I'll say, whatever you, whoever you follow on Instagram and Twitter, and it's these like NFL rumors websites, just be careful what you believe, dude. Just, just be careful and don't be in a hurry to, to look at stuff because the combine has so many people telling so many things and people are in such a hurry to get retweets and I, I don't even know what it would be on well, Instagram. Neil, Neil said earlier, nobody knows. Right. If everybody knew, every quarterback picked early would have been would have been great. They're all not. Does anybody, including the Aquarium boys here, want them to trade back? No. You got the number two overall pick. Get a I quarterback. Mean, yeah, you, 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 when you get to this point, get it. We've been in QB hell for 30 years. Just take a guy. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey? He ain't here. Where'd Jeff go? He left. See you later, Jeff. Um, Yeah, man. You got to. And I was texting with a buddy of mine last night who still loves Howell. I like Howell a lot. I think he's a hyper-competitive young man, um, and, and he could grow and get better. But I don't think he showed enough this past year that you don't keep swinging at the quarterback position. But and see, I think this is where my mind is with people like that. They like Howell because they like him. But if they were to pass on a quarterback and stick with Howell, and that quarterback goes to win is great, that same person would say, man, we should have went with uh, the other guy. Daniels, Drake, That happens whoever. all yeah. the time. I'm, I'm just like you, like you just stated. Listen, I like Howell, too. But I don't judge my quarterback based on my feelings for him or how I feel about him. I judge my quarterback based off of what he did on the field. And as the season went on, I saw things that never were changed. Do I think he could end up being a good player? Yes. But then again, you got other players right now coming out of college who are probably at that same level with, with tools and the height that goes with it. So they may be able to come in right now and be even with him and, and push forward. So I can't just automatically step away from those guys because, like, I like a guy. You know, that that that's we, – we have liked a lot of people that come through this town, and they were awful. I'm not saying Sam is. But the other – we like people, and they were awful. And we don't want them to go because we like them. To hell with like. We got to like – we got to love the fact that they're a damn good football player, not that they're a good person. The other thing about Howell is if you take Jaden Daniels or Drake May, Sam Howell still has two more years on his contract. He's still on the team. He doesn't just, like, disappear. Right. Right. I, I don't think 
like I just got this tweet from my man Spencer Askin. Best available player, please, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison, maybe Keyshawn Johnson, and I still don't think he helps you as much as getting the quarterback right. Ideally, you don't – everybody likes to say, oh, well, they probably won't draft this high again soon. They just did four years ago. They just did it. They just had the number two overall pick. And that year, because they had a guy that – we hadn't seen enough about, and, and some weren't sure if he was the guy or not. But because they already had a quarterback that they had drafted and played, they they skipped out at QB at number two, and it proved to be a mistake. Uh-huh. Who knows if Herbert or Tua become the same quarterback here, but what we've learned in hindsight is that they should have gone quarterback there. Based off of what we've seen, I'll say no. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I, I think you got – Andy Reid had Alex Smith playing the best quarterback he's ever played in his career. Alex Smith made multiple Pro Bowls, playoff games. That Chiefs offense was the best it had been in Andy Reid's tenure there. And he said, this is the one position I always have to get better at. And if I can if I can find the right guy, we're, we're a Super Bowl team. Yep, and guess what they've been ever since. And this team isn't that. This team isn't even close to that. So yeah, you, you know gotta, what? Sw- got swing for the upside. You your your description was the the most important position was to fill out the, the GM position, right? Yeah, and we filled that out, didn't we? Yeah. So I'm going to go along whatever that man decides. To hell with everybody on Twitter who think they know. To hell with everybody on TV who think they know. I'm gonna go with the man who's sitting in the room who's going to be uh, looking at everybody, researching them. And if he chooses, either, either person he chooses, I'm going to follow it. Because I understand how the human mindset works. We are still looking at this team based off of what it was and how things were. And we don't give ourselves a chance to, to, to look at what is now and how things could be different. So I'm going to let things happen and go along with that. Because we know once they make the pick, it's going to be a lot of people who hate it. And they like the ones that hate it because they listen to somebody on Twitter who – who goes and listens to somebody else, who comes and give you information. They haven't watched nobody do anything, but then you're going to listen to them more than the guy that they paid to do this job and does it on a that daily basis. celebrated his arrival. I, yeah, I am not going to worry about all that crap. Well said, B. Mitch. Ben White joins us next. Denton Day at 1 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel every Thursday with TNT Thursday. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA or TNT game. NBA same-game parlays are a perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Brian to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 7 The Fan. Got no zooms going on microwave oven. Helping us break down the universe in his own way. 
Our dear friend, Mr. Ben White, joins us now. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Economy Ben. Ben, what's going on, dude? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good to be with you all. Uh, how's everything going down there in D.C.? Fantastic, oh, brother. We're, we're good, man. You know what's interesting is, I, I don't know that we've got your opinion on this yet. Um, certainly, especially when you get me and B talking. It's funny, yesterday afternoon, me and B both were in no hurry to get anywhere, and Doc yeah. Walker was in the office. And me, B. Mitch, Doc, and Anthony Haney, who's one of the producers in the afternoon, just sat around and talked football for like an hour. And it was nice. some of the most fun I've had this year, I would say. Yeah. Just just chopping Doc. it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Doc's just such a legend. But at, when you get outside of the, the football conversation, the biggest story in town, Brian, I don't know if you agree, is probably the potential move of the Wiz and the Caps over to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, have you – I'm sure you've seen it, but you got a lot going on in your yeah. own world. Have you thought about that and, like, kind of the broader implications that it might bring? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this once. I kind of hate it because, uh, I, you know, I'm such a fan of the city of Washington and doing anything to, you know, keep those areas, uh, you know, where they play now thriving economically. And, you know, I know it's not – perfect and the building needs restructuring and you know i was really hopeful that they could make a deal with the city to to keep them i know the complex they're talking about in alexandria looks really nice and uh it'll be you know a uh, multi-sport venue with all that goes with that that uh, you know owners like these days all the ancillary things you can do so i understand it um you know why you'd want to do it and why it might make sense but uh, personally, I really, really wish they would find a way to keep them in the city uh, so, you know, people can go to the games downtown and be downtown and go to the restaurants, stores, bars. Like, I still never forget being outside the building when the Caps were uh, going to the Stanley Cup and just the throngs of people that were there and from, you know, different parts of the city. Like, that, that to me is the ideal for civic sports and uh, economic development uh so it'd, it'd be a shame for me to to see them go uh i don't love it when teams leave obviously didn't love it when the redskins now commanders moved out to the monstrosity of uh, fedex and uh it would make up a lot for it if we could get them back uh, if the caps would leave if they do it's absolutely essential you know that they speed up that process of getting the stadium into the city and a uh, a good spot for it, uh, RFK or elsewhere, where you can have uh, uh, some benefit to the city of Washington, which you know is on the name of the teams. You know, it's not the Virginia Caps and the Virginia Wizards; it's the Washington Caps, the Washington Wizards. They should be in the city. So, uh, it sounds like maybe it's going to happen one way or the other. Uh, if it does, then you really got to get the Commanders back in town as quick as possible. I was over that way yesterday. And as much excitement we saw on that TV, uh, that little interview that day and that little whatever they were doing, whatever you want to call it, it's, yeah, a, the press it's, conference. Not, it's not that type of ability, uh, mindset over there. I guarantee you that. In yeah. Alexandria, you're yes. saying, I went mm-hmm. in that area, talked to a few people. They don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, NIMBY <laughs> people never do. Like, not in my backyard. They don't want the uh, crowds and the noise and all that. So you're going to yeah. get that pretty much. Anytime you go and talk to anybody who's about to have major development around them. And I, I, I sympathize with it. You know, uh, it's a pain in the butt when that happens sometimes. But, you know, progress, progress and uh, development, development and buildings, 
go up and people deal with it, you know, like uh, it, it, that's not going to stop them. You know, there's some neighbors that are uh, unhappy about the idea. And frankly, you know, well, it seems like a lot survive. more stuff is stopping. It's not a, it's not a set deal yet, then. Yeah, no, you yeah. know, I understand that you guys know better than I the status of it. I mean, it sounded like when they did that press conference and announcement that, you know, this is happening, uh, but it's not a done deal. As you said, it's still hoops to jump through in terms of approvals, uh, you know, from Virginia to, to do it. And then it's not like the city of Washington couldn't conceivably come through with another offer. I mean, they did late in that process come through with something that sounded close to what uh, ownership was asking for in terms of improving the arena. Uh, but, you know, uh, if, if they are to come through with another package, uh, that would be great. And they do have to get clearance, obviously, from uh, both the Virginia state legislature and, and the rest of the government there. So, yeah, not a done deal. Um, and if there's a way to save it in Washington, I would get hard behind that. Yeah, dude, I have a – I don't know. We'll see what happens, obviously, right? And it seems like they want this thing to happen, so maybe it will. Yeah. There's a lot of money, a lot of power behind it. Um, it's it's fascinating to watch unfold. But how – where I think this might tie into your area of expertise most is a lot of the problems surrounding Capital One Arena as it stands are real, right? And I think a lot yeah. of cities are dealing with – Reduced office, you know, expo- reduced office occupancy. occupancy yeah. Thank you, and and all of the like, the effects that you wouldn't really think about come from that. Like, yeah. you know, there, there's less delis because there's less people going out for lunch from their office. Like all those sorts Precisely. of things. Yeah, and that leads to higher crime rates and you know lower quality of life. That that's true, and I, this would just be adding to that. Uh, to take out, you know, two major draws uh, to the area, you know, I, but it's chicken and egg, you know, because I think the I'm not there. You guys are there all the time. There's a period where Chinatown and the area around Capital One uh, was kind of thriving and, you know, new bars and restaurants. So that's been a long time since then. And I don't think it's quite as nice an experience now. Is that part of the problem that people don't necessarily yeah. feel that comfortable going there? Yeah. See, that's and, well, and in that. turn, like a lot of restaurants and stuff have closed too, you know, yeah. and that's not, yeah. I, I think chicken or egg is, is the best way to, to talk about that, but l- let's remove like the specific capital one arena, the caps and the wizards right. from the equation. Like it seems to me that things tend to be fairly cyclical, especially in our cities and right yeah. now, like I remember as a kid when when crime was really bad and, yep. you know, there were lots of reasons to avoid certain things. And then it all yep. kind of turned. And I think this is happening across the country. Like, do, do you Turn think there's back. a broader system at play of a cyclical downturn for cities? And, yeah. and how long does that last? Yeah, I do think that's the case. And it's partially a typical thing that that happens in the life of cities but i think it's also a direct result of covid and the switch to remote work and the fact that we have not uh for the most part i mean you guys are different in radio you got to get to the studios you got to get to you know practice and places you need to physically be but a lot of the office workforce in washington and elsewhere now goes to the office maybe once maybe twice a week you know if that which leads to lower occupancy rates in buildings and we're seeing a ton of that across the commercial real estate landscape in every major city 
uh, when you have fewer people, you have fewer businesses, uh, less money flowing around, uh, then you get uh, more crime and more, um, you know, homeless populations. And, you know, uh, obviously we need to take care of them and get them off the streets uh, and uh, have, you know, programs that deal with that, which D.C.'s never been super great at it, uh, and a lot of city, other cities aren't. So that's added to the fickle nature of economies, like they go up and down and places uh, do better and worse. But this is a more fundamental change away from people commuting to city centers for work. Uh, and that's not going to reverse anywhere close to the way that it used to be. You know, uh, bosses have not succeeded in forcing office workers back. They've had to concede that they can get stuff done without being in the office. And it is for a lot of us like me who do writing for a living, uh, don't necessarily need to be in a physical place with other coworkers. We do occasionally uh, once, twice a week, but not uh, a lot. Uh, and I don't know the answer to that in terms of making sure it doesn't damage city cores tremendously, but it, we're going to see it for a number of more years, like fewer people in the urban centers, and that leads to, to more crime. Um, but the way you combat that in part is by making them more attractive places to be and to go, and arenas are part of that, and the um, you know bars and restaurants and uh, retail stores that go with it are part of that. So people, even if they don't work there, want to go there. Uh, and to do that, you need to invest in the infrastructure of the city, which DC needs to do more. And part of that is making the arena better, you know, more capacity, uh, just more up-to-date stuff in it. You know, you need to spend money on that um, and uh, attendant uh, services around it. Um, uh, so that that would be a, just adding to the problem by letting them go. You know, you'd further hollow out a uh, area of the city that really doesn't need any more hollowing out. But I can understand the impetus of ownership to be like, we, you know, we're out of here. We want a safe place where people are going to come park their cars and spend a bunch of money both on the game and other things. And right now, real attractive to do that in Virginia. Um, you'd have to really have some, some civic pride and thought about the city to uh, make the choice to do something else. But I think the choice to do something else long term would be uh, morally better. I think yeah. ultimately most of the things that D.C. is dealing with, just like every other city, yeah, COVID Chicago, started a lot of it. Uh, San Francisco. And COVID, um, COVID started most of that. Yeah. And we yeah, can sit so up here. A lot of it. See, I live in Virginia, and I know yeah. one thing. It's more crime than, 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 than being that, that's being reported, okay? Yeah. They don't report the crime as prevalent prevalently as they do in D.C. and Virginia. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you I'm start thinking. All the shoplifting. Yeah. Run, run across. Go right across the river. They got crime over there too. Uh, you no, think no, you, no. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So my ultimate sort of thing is that that's an excuse of crime. You want to yeah. move. Just be honest. You want to move. Yeah. You want to move. Yeah. Right. You want to be in a bigger space with yeah. uh, multi-purpose arenas. You know, like more than one and space to walk around, like in L.A. You know, their their place, uh, that beautiful stadium, and others. Like the trend is you know, uh, entertainment complexes that can produce revenue for ownership beyond ticket sales and TV and the rest. And it's real hard to do that in a tight city space, but it's not impossible. You know, uh, it can be done. And I think ideally, you know, if you believe in thriving major metropolises, particularly the nation's capital, like you want to be moving towards helping with that. But that said, uh, it's not a crime uh, in my mind or a terrible thought you know to want to have that space that they're looking at in virginia i just wish uh 
you could think a little bit more broadly and civic-mindedly about uh, keeping it uh, keeping it in D.C. And you're right about the crime, Brian, nationwide. I mean, it peaked during COVID. It's come down, particularly violent crimes, and uh, but it's still higher than it was here in New York. You know, there's just every day there's new subway violence, uh, and it's scarier to run the subway now here than it has been since the 70s, you know, late 70s when it was, uh, you know, absolute you know, free uh, for all on the trains. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, Chicago's got a lot of crime. San Francisco's got a horrible homeless problem. Like we have a lot of urban issues, some of them born of COVID, some of them by economic inequality and the fact that our economy rewards people at the top a lot and doesn't have much at the bottom. We have a lot of structural problems leading to that. But, but COVID was big and just uh, areas being abandoned as thriving, you know, daily office places, which leaves the door open to higher crime. But and uh, there is a lot of, smash and grab shoplifting or just plain old shoplifting going on all over the place that amazes me you know we have like toothpaste locked up now you know it's we have crazy, like dude. It, it, deodorant anything deodorant it's nuts and I, I don't know the answer i'm not smart enough to know um how we combat that but mostly it's through better economic circumstances for the people doing the stealing because they're they're not doing the stealing necessarily for for fun you know like they just don't have any money and that's a problem it is a problem indeed. Uh, we don't have the answers, though. Ben, thank you for making time for us, as always, oh, dude. Of course. Always happy to do it, brothers. Have a good weekend. All right, brother. You too, man. That's our boy, Ben White. You can follow him on X and Instagram, at Economy Ben. Denton Day joins us at 1 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. All right, this is from Sports. This dude kind of started his own sports analytics stuff. I have These are odds based on betting markets, which I think – this early in the process aren't necessarily what I would want to base my odds on. But according to this dude, Summer Sports, 53% chance Drake May is the pick at number two. 32% chance Jaden Daniels is the pick at number two. 7% chance of Caleb Williams. 5% chance of Marvin Harrison. And a nearly 3%, 2.8% chance of Brian? Offensive lineman. J.J. McCarthy. Huh? No. No, um, I'm not having him, man. So my, my you, question you fired would be, up about that list? My question would be this straight up. Did he talk to Adam Peters at all? No. If he didn't talk no. to Adam Peters, how the hell he knows? I don't know that Adam Peters knows till next week. That's what I'm saying. How the hell this guy knows? I don't want to be naive and suggest that they haven't talked to these kids already or, ta- or started to do their homework and – I mean, they're going to put together. Now, I'm not talking were, about the kids that are being drafted. I'm talking about the person that put this out. Right, right, right. He's he's basing it based on uh, betting market information, which is not something that is really all that real quite yet. Um, now, the commanders, I am certain, have started to cast a really wide net about what they want to do at number two, and they're looking at Daniels and May – Probably Caleb. Uh, they're looking at everybody, but they're really going to dig into Daniels and May. We both yeah. know that, right? Mm-hmm. But the official interviews haven't even begun. And whatever you want to say about Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald, I think it'd be pretty hard to deny at this point that the official interview made quite a difference for Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Like, whether they wanted they wanted Johnson, he told him to go kick rocks, fine. But Dan Quinn made an impression. And it's entirely possible that next week 
I think they call it the car barn. They do it at this weird, like, back hotel of, of the combine in Indy. But next week when they have the interviews with these young men, those are going to be really important. So to suggest we know what's going to happen at least before that layer is silly. Huh. And and I don't think we know what's going to happen until we get a, a real feel definitively that Caleb's going one to Chicago. Well, I'm I'm not trying to figure out what it's going to be right now. I mean, I've been honest with you. Nobody yeah. knows. I, I listen. I do I do radio, but you know what? I don't do hypotheticals. So my whole thing is right now, I can care less. Well, I got something that is not a hypothetical. Go ahead. Um, you remember Rod Gardner? Yeah. Rod Gardner is going to be on a reality show. And no, Jeff, it's not only fans. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> what reality show do you think Rod Gardner is going to be on? He and his wife working out. No. Sort of, but no. Yeah, because I know that's what they do. They, they, they are workout fanatics. Rod Gardner. He's going to be on uh, Deal or No Deal. Nope. Close, though. You're getting there. What is it? Rod Gardner and his wife, Letitia, are going to be on The Amazing Race. Yeah. Okay. It's something when you're running. I figured it. Yeah. I've never watched Amazing Race. I kind of think I would like it, but... um, JP, the Amazing Race is a race you shouldn't get involved with. I think I could win it. No, you wouldn't, because you don't focus on one thing too much. And they tell you what to focus on, you'll be all over the damn place. Have you watched Amazing Race? Yes. You don't watch anything. I watch Amazing Race. Really? Because they give them little clues, and then they got to go look for stuff. I can see you on the wrong side of town. You'll see something, and hey, let's look at that. <laughs> There's no way you'll finish it up. JP, if you were on The Amazing Race, you'd be the guy who gets arrested in a foreign country. <laughs> Why? Because you know, you're cause you. That's what you do. You are not a person. That, I think you sleep on how good I'd be. Jay, you don't focus on stuff, and you, you do not. You don't like people telling you what to do and what you can't do. I'm not great at that. Those are not strengths. Sometimes Focusing you have to remember stuff on that show. Paying attention to the rules. Yeah, yeah you got to remember um, things, and I think you know they're sticklers for the rules. Yeah, that's, I, I've never really watched it, so maybe that's why I am unaware of how poorly I would do. <laughs> I do think, I think I'd be nasty at Survivor, though. You'd be terrible at Survivor. Survivor, you don't eat anything, dude. You'll well, die. I, I think that's, that's what do part you mean? Of, they, they eat all kind of stuff that you probably would not try. Uh, I could eat some weird stuff if I needed to. JP. You are, you but are. I'm not a big eater. That might help me. No, you're not a big eater, but you know what? You do have to have something, and you, you're not living out in the woods. I think I could handle it. I hate bugs, though. Uh, well, you you're not going to Survivor then, Landville, Who would be better at Survivor, me or B Mitch? B Mitch. Who would be better at Amazing Race? Also, B Mitch. Damn. <laughs> Maybe ten day. Listen to me, you. You are not focused enough on one thing to be able to do that amazing race stuff. I don't know. I don't really. You know, if this radio thing goes sideways. I'm not really sure what I can do on this planet. You could don't be on Big anywhere. Brother, JP. What do they do on Big Brother? They just sit in the house all day. Sit in the house all day and and, and scheme against each other. Yeah. See, I'd go nuts. I'd get bored. 
I can't get bored. That's why I need to be outside. Sometimes you, you get to eat slop. What is slop? I don't know. Does it have onions? I don't think so. I can't eat anything with onions. My wife and I were watching Below Deck last night, the Bravo boat show, and <sighs> you, you go on these elaborate yachts, right, and you get to make your own menu. You know what I would like if I was ever super wealthy, Brian? What? I'd like to be rich enough that I could demand guacamole and salsa made whenever I want them without onions. Is that too much to ask for? That's the worst thing I, I think, that somebody I think would ever way, do with their money. I think money the way you rich. solve that, learn how to cook stuff your damn self. You know how to cook salsa? Other, other than a steak. I suppose I could make. Can I make a salsa? Guacamole. Make some salsa, I, yeah. And make some guacamole, too. But I you, know how to make guacamole. Do you? No. Okay. Case closed. Do you? Case closed. Yes, I have. You know JP version of guacamole. <laughs> He'll go buy some. Go buy some Tostitos and dump it in a bowl. <laughs> that, listen, Jeff, when we when we get into barbecue season, probably May-ish, Memorial Day, I'm going to post my famous baked beans recipe yet again, and the people will come running back. No, they won't. Don't go they anywhere. Won't away we got a break. Our landfill's going to flip. <laughs> we'll be back. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. One o'clock on the East Coast. Excited to welcome in the college sports insiders insider, Mr. Denton Day, to the program. Um, I want to, Denton, I know you're our college sports guy, but I'm going to shoehorn you into some quick NFL discussion. I want to start with B. Mitch, though, because I was just reading something that I find pretty interesting. B, do you think there's been a shift in the focus on hiring a offensive-minded coach based on this last cycle where you saw Raheem Morris, Antonio Pierce, Gerard Mayo, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald all get jobs? Uh, I don't think I don't think so. I think that two of those teams had people already on the roster that were basically in the main way. Well, I don't think Antonio was earmarked, but once he got the job, they saw how good he was as yeah. a leader. Mayo was the guy who was earmarked to become the, the next guy. Um, um, Raheem, everyone said he was one of the better guys out there and he knew how to handle himself. So you figured at least a defensive guy will get a job there. I think this way over here, they wanted to probably go with the uh, offensive guy. But, hell, he was probably afraid and didn't know if, if he was ready or not. So they went with the next guy that was a better leader overall. And if you look at the team, that's, I mean, the coaching staff that's being put together, the man has some influence. So, you know, we, I, I just think that it, it, it's going to be the same thing next year because this is an offensive-minded league. The world is all about offense. So they're going to be looking for the offensive players. And I think that when you got defensive coaches that's nullifying a lot of these offensive output with all the rules catering to them, defensive coaches might just be a little better than offensive coaches, some of them. Well, and, and we are seeing offenses slow down a little bit. Like yeah. the uh, the numbers have started to change a little bit. All right, I, I just thought that was an interesting thing. Um, Denton, how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm sorry about your turtles last night. I, uh, that didn't go well. Yeah, you know, B and I opened talking turtles, and um, he, I, I would love. There was a there was a time. There was a like if you can, if you can rewind. If anybody's allowed to look back at something. There was a time where if a team had a lot of tough losses but were playing better later in the season than they were earlier in the season, you could look at it as a sign of growth for the future. 
And, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I think Maryland's playing better hoops now than they were a month ago, six weeks ago. Definitely. Um, I, I think you're starting to see some of these young guys develop a little bit. I thought DHS played pretty well last night. We know Jameer Young is going to be gone next year, and with him is probably 40% of their offense. But um, I just don't know that it matters to grow – anymore in the era of transfer portal and NIL like are they getting better for next year or is that a silly assumption that these that half of of what we're watching will be back next year I think they're getting better for next year I think they'll obviously add a couple more pieces Jameer will be gone I don't know about Dante Scott I would assume he would be gone because he's been in college for forever or they might just be like hey man like we really appreciate Yeah, he went to school with JP. We we appreciate what you've done here, but we're like we're gonna go a different direction. So not forcing him into the transfer portal, but like, hey man, go to the transfer portal kind of a deal. Like, I'm a Dante Scott fan, but I couldn't help but notice this. So that game didn't start till nine o'clock last night, and I was yeah. kind of waiting around for it. Dante Scott, I swear to God, must be the only dude in college basketball that doesn't have social media because the Mar- the official Maryland account tagged all of their players, and Dante Scott just has no tag. That is very in an era of transfer portal. That is weird. Maybe yeah, he's but, like but an Instagram and TikTok I ask guy. This question, okay? But maybe that's how old he is. I'm asking this question. <laughs> There's some, some, there are uh, very few guys who could give a damn about social media that still care about their craft a little bit. Yeah, he may be one of those guys. But the question I would ask is: anybody on the Maryland team right now that you're worried about <laughs> jumping into a transfer portal because they they everyone think they can go get some nil somewhere? Everyone. All of they're that, that yeah. good? Every, every, well, it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily that they are that good. That's what I'm do saying, think. because I think if you're going to jump in that portal, you better wish that a team bigger than Maryland going to want you, not one smaller than Maryland. But sometimes, not sometimes, most of the times guys jump in expecting that bigger fish to come and, and that bigger fish never comes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think there will be guys that do jump but, but and who, don't get rewarded. Can you is, enter the portal and then not go, Denton? Yeah, you can. But it's then a question of does your coach want you in back? Y'all, in in right. both of y'all's opinion. Which player on Maryland right now you think could do it and would get a bigger fish to jump at him? I do think that uh, DHS would get looks from other Power 5 schools. But, dude, B, I, I don't know this, but maybe it's not just about getting a bigger fish, but if you are a guy that's not playing a ton and you know you can go play right away, um, and then maybe a year from there you get a bigger fish. You know what I mean? Like, the, I, I just feel yeah, like but eventually I think people stop looking at you if you just jump into another school every damn year. I, I would, would think so, so too, yeah. but who the hell knows, man? Like it's all so premature in this. Um, I, I certainly agree with you that I think Harris Smith would get looks. I hope he's not looking to go anywhere. Tell me something good, like. Who's this guy, Queen? Everyone's tweeting about. Well, yeah, so they have a um, they have what I think is the first five star potentially coming since Diamond Stone. I haven't watched much of him, but I've heard he's really good from guys that have watched him over the course of like various tournaments, AAU cycles, and things of that nature. So that's a reason to be optimistic. You're starting to slowly see that Kevin Willard is making a a very big jump in recruiting. Um, so that that would be something to be excited about moving forward. But you also have to to get there, right? Because we see guys jump and flip and do all these things when they get an extra six figures, million dollars, whatever it may be. So uh, who knows? But as of right now, that's so, that's like the one thing that Maryland fans should be holding on to. Like, all right, there is a guy coming in the future that should make a, a pretty big difference. Um, all right, let's go to the top. Uh, Landfill correctly... 
called the Creighton upset of UConn last I way, night. Landfill. JP didn't. I did not. Um, did you bet on a UConn? I bet. Um, we're going to use the term loosely. I, it, I picked UConn in our in our picks. Ah, I meant to I just thought about that. I thought Creighton had become like kind of a, a public dog. Did you not hear frankly. that just now, Leif? I mean, uh, JP? He did not text me. He said, I, I, I did not text, text you. So I, he I owed, meant to text he you. He owed you that $100 you lost. I think you do. You do. I, uh, you can talk to Jeff Walker about that. He's my accountant. Uh, uh, Jeff Walker is your Jeff accountant. accountant. You broke. Well, he ain't, he ain't handling my money, but he will be responsible for getting you that $100. And he can get 50 I, I to be Mitch. Will not waste. <laughs> I, I won't be waiting for that. Um, to me, that's just a, a situation lost. They went into a building that was buzzing and lost. Is, is there... Is there trouble at the top of men's college hoops with UConn taking an L last night? No, nah, I mean, you're going to lose games in college basketball. Right. That was like the that was the perfect setup for that because they just absolutely shellacked Marquette over the weekend, and then you go into a hostile environment with a team that in your conference is playing really well. So it was just kind of a mix of everything. But it, it should be worth noting, this is just another reminder, that while UConn is the best team in college basketball, they are not like this all-worldly team, right? A lot of good teams – not a lot of great teams this year in college basketball, which should be fun in a, in a couple of weeks. All right, so we got a little bit of time. I mean, nobody inside the Beltway is going to the tournament, right? No, barring uh, something crazy. How about outside? The barring a a deep run from Maryland in the Big Ten? No, I don't think so. I think they'd have to win it. They'd have, they would have to win it. Yeah. Um, outside the Beltway, what do you got? UVA and maybe JMU. UVA should get in, barring a collapse. Uh, JMU would. Probably have to win the Sun Damn, Belt. Damn, I'm to looking get in. now. UVA's not even ranked anymore. No, they had a couple. They got ranked and then had a couple weird losses that have now kicked them from the rankings. But I still think they will play well enough towards the end of the year to get an at-large bid. JMU, I think, might need to win the Sun Belt. Man, I mean, it's entirely possible that nobody from even like the super extended area of DC is making the tournament. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good chance there's not a single team from Maryland, the district, or the entire state of Virginia that get in, which is very weird because this area is a hotbed. For How's basketball. West Virginia looking? We might have to expand for March. I don't know if they, I don't even know if they're that good this year. I think they won yesterday, but I don't even think they're that good this year because they had the whole situation this offseason with a new coach coming in because Bob Huggins was kind of forced out. What about Delaware? Are the Blue Hens making any noise? <laughs> if we're reaching to Delaware, we are in serious issues in this area. Um, the Del Marva Peninsula getting in. Quick update, Brian, since I know you're anti-DMWV. Uh, the Mountaineers are 9-17 and 17 with a 4-9 <laughs> conference record. So I, I like don't, everybody you pull for is on the wrong side of the damn uh, do, I don't know right that there. I pull for them, but well, I don't think I mean, they're pulling for You pulling for us to allow them in the DMV? Yeah, they got to earn it. Nah, they got to be like 25 and 1 to get in there. <laughs> Hoyas, dude, are you aware of Georgetown's record? It's bad. It's bad. I couldn't even tell it to you. It's off the what, dome. what do you think it is? They've played but, but see, 25 games. But they are in the DMV. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> That's true. So they played 25 games. What do you think the Hoyas' record is? Uh, they probably won four of them, five of them. <laughs> More than that, they're 8 right, and 17. Eight? Ugh, they haven't even got double digits yet. That's who bad. gets who gets to uh, poll question for the day? Who gets the double digit wins first? The Wizards or the Hoyas? Ooh. I mean, the Wizards have <laughs> nine, and uh, and the Hoyas. I like that. How many games the Hoyas have left? All right, um, four, Georgetown has four or five. 
No, they got six. They got six games left. And who are they playing? Any one, any? two, three, four, five, six. All right. So Georgetown plays tonight. St. John's at. Uh, I assume that's at Capital One Arena. What's St. John's record? And, yo, Rick Pitino Rick hates Pat- his life. Yeah, Rick Pitino hates his team. They're so he, bad. He called it the most unenjoyable season of his life. He said everyone can't move laterally. All right, he but St. John's. He did. All right. So DePaul is the worst in the Big Big East, right? DePaul's 0-14 in Big East play. Georgetown has only beat DePaul. Georgetown is 1-13 <laughs> in Big East play. <laughs> Jeff, I need a line on St. John's Georgetown tonight. This might be a chance for the Hoyas, man. Um, the Hoyas are hosting the, the Red Storm. Give me a damn line. Ooh. Hold on. Georgetown's getting 9.5 at home? Yeah. Hey, we ride with the Hoyas tonight. I think I like that. We man. ride with the Hoyas tonight. I'll jump in on the Hoyas. If they're getting nine and a half against a guy who just constantly berated his team and then doubled down on berating his team when he was asked about it uh, like a day or two later, I'll take the Hoyas. All right. So specifically, if we're looking at this Georgetown win total versus the Wizards win total. Now, the Wiz have a lot more games left, right? Yes. They They get to play 82 the Wiz are what, 9 and 40 or something? 9 and like 37 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So the Wiz are going to have more chomps at the apple. But the Hoyas' schedule is, is getting into the sweet spot here. They've got St. John's tonight at home. You know who they get to play Saturday? Who? On the road at DePaul. There we go. DePaul <laughs> sucks. There we go. DePaul's bad, bad. <laughs> Then they're going at Villanova. They're going to get rocked. Gonna get then, th- then they play Xavier at home. They're going to lose. Then they play Providence again, and that's that whole Ed Cooley game. Who knows what you got there? Uh-huh. And they finish the year, I assume, in the Garden. If St. John still plays in the Garden um, in New York. They should yeah. be outside in the Garden as bad as both of them are right now. Seriously. I mean, dude, you could hypothetically see three wins, but easily two to Paul and pick off one of the two St. John's games? Yeah, so all, all you got to do is steal one. You just got to you got to beat DePaul and steal one win from a team, one team that you play twice in that span. And that gets you to 10. And that gets you to 10. I still think the Wiz will win two more the rest of the way in. How many do they have left? Well, they just got to win two more before Drew. It's whoever gets there first. Whoever gets the 10 first? Yeah, the Wizards the double, are back the on. Uh, challenge. I ain't going to lie, bro. It's, this is not even fun having this conversation. About <laughs> right it's now. embarrassing, isn't it? Yes. I think the Wizards finish with more wins than the Hoyas. They better. I'm, I'm, they better. If they don't, yeah. I, mean, I think I they'll get to 10 I understand first. this is a, a season where we weren't trying to do much, but if you don't get the double digits, that's, that would be highly ba- embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing, especially because the with a new NBA lottery system, you don't, you're not even guaranteed the number one overall pick. Which yeah. means they could get out, miss out on double digit wins, and still get like 10. pick five. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember like a couple weeks. pick. Yeah. B, remember a couple weeks ago when we were doing the who will who will have more at the end of the season? The Ovi. Wizards with Ovi goals Ovi's or Wizards wins. Oh, o- Ovi's going on a roll right now. <laughs> Ovi's way you out in front. Dude. Ovi was listening to us. He say, "Oh hell no, they're not going to be embarrassed to be like that." <laughs> Ovi's at sixteen goals now with. 30 games to play? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's pro- Ovi. He's probably getting to at least 20, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Maybe 25? Yeah, yeah. I think you can go get the 20 right now, JP, for him. B, I, I'm saying, I don't know that Georgetown plus the Wizards 
will beat Ovi. <laughs> you got a point there. But you know what? I wouldn't even put that out. I don't know that, that actually that, that actually that, would that be a good. That would make me be highly upset with the with the with the basketball scene. If this is a damn basketball mecca. And look what's going on. And now. it's it's embarrassing. God, that actually is, is a really good one. What who has more? Ovechkin goals or Georgetown and the Wizards wins? That's not good. <laughs> well, and dude, I mean, if you want to do it as conference wins, you can include Maryland. Like, I'm not trying to exclude Maryland from their struggles. I, Maryland played a well, I mean, both of they those did two better in you non-conference. Uh, degree, so something wrong with both of them. Uh, that's true. But like the Terps went are six and ten in the Big Ten. I mean, if you, uh, it's, it's but they just, have they have big time wins like the Illinois win a couple weeks ago yeah. was a big time win. Didn't they win on the road? Yeah, it was it was on the road. Get we might cancel your segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Denton, this may be a college football only segment. Um, hey, with the draft coming up, I'd much rather shift to college football. We can talk quarterbacks all day. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, we had this conversation a little earlier. I I, I am going to call my shot though. I'm taking taking the Hoyas tonight with the points against St. John's, and then Saturday I'm taking DePaul with the points. And you can call me crazy all you want. You are crazy. Um, I am crazy. Then, whether you have a distinct feel in the in the Drake May-Jaden Daniels debate, do you think it is reasonable to be already at a point where you are completely locked in on one candidate above the other for the commanders at number two? If you're the team, no, because I think you want to sit down and meet them. I mean, if you're a fan, like, I don't get to go and interview Jane Daniels or a Drake May, but you guys know I was beating the drum for LSU before the season even started, and that wasn't because of their defense. You know what I mean? So I've been on Jane Daniels for the entire season, so naturally I have an inclination to want him. But if you're the team, you have to sit down in front of them, and you have to get to kind of pick their brain a little bit. I think that's going to be the biggest part. Because I think what they both do will fit an offense that Cliff Kingsbury wants to run. It's just going to be more about the person. And, I mean, this this organization has preached leadership this entire offseason. Who's going to be the bigger leader, Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels? Once you figure that out, that's the guy you take number two. There overall. you go. Appreciate you, Denton. Thank you, pal. All right, Denton. I appreciate it, guys. Go Hoyas. Thanks Woo. for bringing all that positivity. Yeah, negativity around the damn basketball area. Is everybody betting on Georgetown tonight? We will examine. Next. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Well, the NBA is still off. They'll be playing tomorrow night. And I'm leaning Washington Wizards, plus 15 and a half at this point. Might be leaning that way because everybody coming from the all-star break will be a little sluggish. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. Like same game live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 the fan. You have to be 21 years old or president of Virginia. First online real money wage only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call one 800 Gambler. Cheeseburger in paradise. Uh, shout out to Drew Cohen. I imagine he's singing along somewhere. I love Buffett. I got to be honest. I kind of hate the song, but I'm happy to hear Jimmy um, at 1.30 on a Wednesday, B. I hear you. Um, <laughs> you know what gets people grumpy is when you don't, like, correctly acknowledge all of the teams 
Um, so the yard at HBCU Sports, this looks like an account that covers HBCU Sports, said that I am shortchanging Norfolk State, Morgan State, and Howard as far as local teams that could make uh, make some well, noise. Well, we said inside the Beltway, so we're going to say Howard. Right. What I said is I don't think a team from inside the Beltway is making the tournament. And Howard is currently 11-15. and 15, and Probably won't make the tournament. I mean, if they go on a magical run in the MEAC, they could make it. Same as if Maryland goes on a magical run in the Big, Tw- Big Ten or Georgetown does in the Big East. I'm not expecting it. Um, this, I will say, though, is like kind of a stretch, but in the, in the vein of a stretch, a legit oversight, Richmond and VCU are playing very good hoops. Um, Richmond and outside VCU. Outside the Beltway. Very much outside the Beltway. Yeah. But those teams could get in. Yeah. I don't know if they get in as an at-large, but they could win that uh, How about Well, you're tournament. outside the Beltway too, Jeff. How about Bowie State? Mm. Okay. If he's not bragging about them, then they're not making it. That was that was hardly <laughs> a sell right there. Um, I mean, like, dude, that was similar to that that uh, video that Landfill sent me. That was. I mean, in the <laughs> in the MEAC, Norfolk State looks like that they're going to run away with this thing. Um, they are set, they're the only team in the MEAC with a record above five hundred. Ah, that's not true. I guess North Carolina Central has a record above five hundred, but they're seven and two in the conference. Like they're they're far away of folks. Um, Norfolk State, but I don't really think of Norfolk State as the DMV. Norfolk Tidewater's kind of got their own vibe down there. Do you yeah. agree with that? Tidewater. Hey? Yeah. All right. Um, enough about people being mad that we don't mention their alma maters. Norfolk State is basically the Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, if we include Richmond as one thing, including UVA and, and Richmond, Richmond cannot be included. Norfolk State, we haven't talked about ODU. We didn't say that about ODU, did we? I don't think they're going to make the tournament. Okay, so, hey. <laughs> Liberty I, and Virginia Tech can also not be included. Too well, far you're going to really Liberty upset is a long ways away. Bradford cannot be included. I think Liberty is closer than Virginia Tech. I think it's but far I, away. I think they about what and what. About three hours and something ride. Both of them. From my house. Where is Liberty? Rexel is closer. Liberty, you got to go... I, Way down twenty nine, and you have to pass by Charlottesville. What town and all is it in? Stuff. I believe my sister in law is from there. What the hell is the name of the town? Mm-hmm. Liberty. It's not Liberty. It's uh, I forgot what to call it. Lynchburg. Lynchburg. All right. A brief look at a map. Lynchburg is how far? Blacksburg is farther than Lynchburg. I think Lynchburg, you take 29, like past Charlottesville. Yeah, you're going to take I, the same amount of time because you have them damn lights and the police hiding in the trees. There are a lot of police on 29. Or maybe that's – I. Lynchburg looks closer. I, I mean, you want me to find out from – now, I'm at my house, so your no, house, you can adjust. Yeah. No, from my house to Blacksburg, it says four hours. Right here, it shows three hours and 22 minutes from the Navy Yard. For no – Four hours and 58 minutes. No. <laughs> this thing said we'll get there at four subs. So it's three hours, 22 minutes. So Lynchburg is about three and a half. Blacksburg is about four hours. Neither of those should count, frankly. Uh, let, let's get back to what we Philly did, is right? two and a half. Philly's definitely closer uh, than you Blacksburg. You can't be well, in hell, the D.C. We area throw Philly in the damn DMV if Philly is case. closer than you are. So if Temple goes on an NCAA tournament run, does that help us as DMV basketball fans? <laughs> I think it does. 
If Delaware uh, gets in the tournament, we yeah, got to talk about that. Yeah, Blacksburg is 200 and some miles, though. What is the best big five team right now? It's got to be Villanova by a pretty wide stretch, right? They're local, apparently. Landfill, can you name all five big five teams? Big five teams? No. Yeah. Do you even know what the big five is? No. I'm sure Brian does. Jeff, do you know what the big five is? Not at all. That is not a surprise. B, you want to school these folks? Nope. Really? Don't you don't know, know that? Big five in, 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 in uh, Philly, you mean? Yeah. Temple. Um, they used to have that big five tournament or whatever. I got to stop you right there. Penn. If your big five includes Temple, it ain't a big five. <laughs> That's I a think lie. it was. I think I don't think it. So it was Villanova, Penn, LaSalle, St. Joe's. Joe's. And Penn. Did I already say Penn? I said Penn. You said Penn. Is this like big five tuition Villanova, prices? Penn, it, it could it's be. Certainly it not athletics. Villanova, Penn, LaSalle, uh, Temple. Temple, and there's one more. Saint Villanova, Villanova, St. Joe's, LaSalle's, Temple, Penn. Penn. And yeah. then Drexel kind of gets the count. Just a slide in there once in a while. Right. Um, so if any of those Drexel schools slide in the DMs. Drexel's out here sliding into the DMs. What I'm fascinated by, though, is what are they supposed to be the big five at? They're like the big five schools of Philadelphia, I guess. They're terrible. How the hell did we land here? I don't um, know, man. Those are local hey, schools. The same way you would end up in a row part of town on the Amazing Race. Radford is not. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right. I found this thing that I wanted to discuss. A number of ESPN experts made their pick for... MVP of the 2024 NFL season. Who did they pick? I won't name names. I'm just going to run through the picks, all right? And these are all famous dudes on ESPN. I just said who they picked. I didn't ask who they were. Right, right, right. I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Of 11 picks, only one of them took Mahomes. Okay, because you know what? You have to be a little – you got to go out there a little bit. Picking Mahomes is, like, too easy. Maybe. I, I just wonder if it's – we're getting into the when Charles Barkley and Carl Malone started winning MVP awards. Cause no, I don't think we get into that, Jay. I've been inside that building, bro, and it's like sometimes you just you, – you have to do the thing that's going to be not what you really believe but what you think will push the most, make the people talk the most. Fair. Three people picked Josh Allen. Yeah, you can pick Josh Allen just about every year. Now, there's another quarterback that got multiple votes. That is not Mahomes. Mahomes only got one. Lamar? No. Joe Nobody Burrow. picked Lamar, despite him being the defending Burrow. MVP. Burrow got one. Okay. So somebody, C.J. Stroud. Stroud got one. And multiple? Um, forgive me, there's two guys that got two votes each. Allen got three votes. He was the leader. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got two votes. Okay. Then he got a new coach. So who else got a new coach? There's, there's somebody- one other that got two votes that did not get a new coach. Dak Prescott. No, not whack. Uh, I This is one that's kind of off the radar, but I think when I say it, you'll I think we'll both be like, eh. I could kind of see that. All right, who? Jordan Love. I don't see that. I mean, dude, he had a good year, and then they had, win a playoff game. He had a great year. 
I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to jump up and be the MVP, though. If he, if he can grow this uh, – dude, his final numbers last year, 32 touchdowns against only 11 picks. Like, he was pretty damn good. Yeah, he was this year. But – We'll see next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you got to always give me another year, Jay. I, I mean, I can't sit up here and just say, see, one thing happen. Like, you know, you come in early some days and other days you don't. I was ready early today. I mean, uh, Around the room, real quick, far too early MVP pick next year, Jeffrey. You say next year? I think it's going to be Lamar. He, he might take his guys all the way. Yeah. yeah. yeah good luck. Um, Landfill. Uh, and if the voters don't like giving the MVP award to the same dude two years in a row, so I'm taking Mahomes. Yeah, I'm going to go Mahomes, too. I'm also going Mahomes. I like, he's the best. Give him the award. I do think Herbert with Harbaugh could be pretty damn interesting, if, though. If he don't try to kill Harbaugh. Harbaugh will run you crazy. If he doesn't try to kill Herbert. I think they may try to kill each other. Uh, well, uh, let's hope things are safe in Los Angeles. I know where things are safe, and that's at Orsman Automotive of Virginia. If you're looking to buy a new car, lease a new car, or if you want to sell your car, they'll give you top Seven locations all over Northern Virginia. You can go check out our boy Bob Biaggi at Chevy Buick GMC right there in Alexandria. They got stores everywhere from Alexandria to Chantilly. They'll get you any kind of car you want, and they've got great financing options. And you know what? They also give you that Oarsman Lifetime Edge with up to $1,500 in extras, including a complimentary car wash with every scheduled maintenance, loaner calls with every major maintenance, and a lifetime engine guarantee. Listen, do like I did. Go over to my go to Orsman Kia right there in Chantilly. Ask for my man Billy in Chantilly. Billy Brown, he's going to take care of you just like he did me. Billy gave me the best deal that anybody could give. I rolled out. I have a new Kia EV9. And let me tell you, a lot of space. The thing is fast. It, it has great mileage. So if you want to go out there and get you a large SUV, not those little tiny things you see riding around, go to Kia, get your EV9. There's also good news there. You can uh, have a car to sell. Orsman will pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value regardless of his make, model, or year. It's very simple. They like to keep their customers happy, just like JP and I, to extremely satisfied Orsman customers. So let's ride together. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan. Grant and Danny coming your way next. We got to make some bets. Before we do, though, B, I, uh, you know that I get these emails from all these betting places yeah. and PR people and all that. So one thing I noticed is they're all putting out odds for players that will land on next teams and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and scrolling through a lot of it, one thing I'm kind of encouraged by is that, like, the era of the, the skins, the commanders, Washington being at the top of all these lists of, like, oh, they might go after him. They might go after him. It's kind of over. Thank you. Like, a lot of, like, like Josh Jacobs' next team, if it's not the Raiders, the Commanders are fourth to last. They're 50 to one, right? Um, Derrick Henry next team, if not the Titans, the Commanders are bottom 10. They're 40 to one. Calvin Ridley next team, if not the Jaguars, the Commanders are 50 to one. Like, they're just not really a thought for a lot of these hey, teams. Hey, we've grown up, bro. Dude, I, I'm, I'm with you. And I also think, like, it, it's important that, Somewhere, somehow, these 
sports books are getting this information. Like somebody's telling them, yeah, that could happen. This could happen. Nobody's telling them that stuff with Washington. And I like that. Yeah, um, I think in the past, the people inside the building was telling them about Washington. Might be. Now, I couldn't I help I don't but, think it's a might. I think it's a no. How about this one, though? I think you and I root for the Chiefs. I like Mahomes' greatness. I like Andy. Um, I, I just think there's there's stuff to like. Yep. Mike Evans, next team, if not the Bucks. KC at 2-1. to one. Ooh, Mike Evans with uh, Pat. That would be yeah. something special right there, brother. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, I mean, boy. That would be something. And, and you know what? I can hear Mike Evans tech, uh, tweeting Tyreek saying, what you talking about, Willis? Right. <laughs> you um, said two is better than who? <laughs> now, let's do this. Everybody won their bets last night. Everybody picked Creighton. It was the obvious pick. Let's get to hurt it here first. Jeffrey. Fibs, you tell, JP. Fibs, you tell. Not Everybody me. hit their bet except you, Your JP family. Yeah, yeah. But no. also, Jeff didn't hit his bet either. No. He took a parlay, and one of the legs <laughs> of the parlay it doesn't happen for another hour. Oh, so he bet oh, that was his day. soccer yeah. parlay? Hey, but, 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 but my my initial leg hit. No, it don't matter. My you initial leg hit. That is not how it, it works. Both so legs no, got bro, hit bro, to win a parlay. Bro, 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 bro. bro. You bet, you bet bro. on a bet for last night. That's today. So that so if so if I parlay today, I get three. No. Yeah, you yeah, don't. I do because I still what? bet. You, you like, already, you if I would have put that in the Fanduel, if I put that no, in the Fanduel, bro, already. I can cash out well, right I would now. Say you've done yeah, that before, but this and is you a, lost it, the same way. A no, daily that's bet. not. I didn't. It didn't happen that way. It did. No, it didn't. What had happened was I bet just solely on a game that wasn't that day. Jeff I bet on a game that was so the game that wasn't that day was like the game you betting for the day. That wasn't yesterday, so you lost. But my bet hit yesterday. Uh, no, you bet a yeah. parlay. You bro. didn't bet a single bet. It didn't happen. So is my parlay still open? No, you lost. Nah. Uh, no, Jeff, I, put a new bet Hold on. Tonight. Matter of fact, I run this segment. I'm putting a win down. And, and tonight, I got Inner Miami, and I got Messi scoring. That's my parlay. Well, Terrific. you got a chance to be 2-1 and one and 1-1 <laughs> oh tomorrow. Nope. Nope. 3-0. 3-0. and oh you lost that one yesterday already. Three and zero. Nope. I'm keeping. I'm keeping count. We don't care what you keep. What's your bets though? I'm taking Georgetown plus ten. Ooh, it moved to plus ten. Yeah, we we're we're out here moving Hoya lines. Is this a system Ooh. pick? Oh God. Listen, man, it's tough to take a system pick on a team that's seven and twenty or. All right, we got Dayton going to George Mason. I will take Dayton money line. Me and Landini ride together. Let's go Hoyas, baby. Let's go Oh, you're going to go with him tonight since he whipped that tail last night, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't, it's not how I remember it. I, I think we got to <laughs> check the records. I'm pretty sure I was on Creighton, the Creighton uh-uh. Blue Jays, We're pretty sure you were mm-hmm. on UConn. You the say Oracles, I'm taking the number one team in the land. The Oracles of Omaha. Yeah, they lost too. Um, B. Mitch. You know how jealous I am of you that you don't pay attention to Twitter? I've got so many people arguing with me about what constitutes the DMV and where their college is located that I may just turn that thing off. i got to drive to Ashburn anyway. Um, I, I may see you out there. Okay. All right. I'm leaving my house now. I'll probably get out there about the same time. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to Neil Green. 
What? Do one that's in the, uh, in, the, in the tank. Thank you to Neil Greenberg. Thank you to – I don't know what the hell that means. Thank you to Ben White. Thank you to Denton Day. Thank you to everybody who listened. Great and Danny coming your way next. You made it this far, Elliot Beer. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.